Greetings and welcome to a brand new episode of Out the Box Talks. I am your host, Krill. We are here for episode 53. The year is almost coming to a close 2020, and we still keeping it pushing, you know. So I want to thank all of our listeners for being consistent with listening every Friday when the show comes out or, you know, whenever you can listen. It really is. Um, I'm really appreciative of that. So we have another special guest on the show today. He is no stranger to the art of emceeing. This brother has been making music, I want to say, since like 2001. Like, I mean, probably even before that. But I mean, you're talking about someone who's probably been making music for at least two decades. Um, I got wind of him back in 2005 when he released the Sonogram album. And since then, he's went on to release a number of projects. He's a member of a group called Binary Star. Um, he released the five-part series, The Luma, which was released last year in 2019. And then this year, he released the C-Section project. Uh, it's like an EP in July. And then just recently... He released his highly anticipated album, B-A-B-Y, Being a Black Youth, also known as Baby, right? So um, I'm really delighted and really excited to have this brother on the show. I think what he offers to hip-hop in terms of his lyrical ability and his creative approach is something that should be celebrated. And I'm just grateful to be able to you know, present him on this platform and celebrate him for his work. So without further ado, I would like to welcome to our Out the Box Talks listening audience, Brother Hailing from Pontiac, Michigan, the homie, one below. <laughs> welcome. What's good, man? Welcome, one below. Thank you for being That's here, love. man. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it, yeah. Of course, man. It's an ultimate pleasure, man, to finally have you on the show. So how are you, man? How is life at this part of 2020 going for you? Uh, Man, alhamdulillah, man. It's, you know, it's a journey, man. So just really, really grateful right now to be in this moment, you know, um, however it looks, you know what I mean? Just really grateful to even really be here at this moment, you know what I'm saying? You know, um, whether that's on the show or just here in, in life, you know what I mean? I just had a birthday that just passed a couple of days ago. Oh, um, yes. Just really, just sharing those those projects, man, it's just weird to, like, to look up and see other people listening to joints that, you know what I mean, like, been in the vault. So it's just, wow, it's just a weird, it's surreal, but, you know, no complaints right now, you know what I mean? I could dig it, man. Happy belated birthday, by the way. As I understand, your birthday yeah. was the day that you released Baby, right? Yeah, yeah, 11.07, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful, man. Happy birthday, man. And I definitely want to talk no, to you. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. I definitely want to talk to you about this Baby album because, I mean, it's such a really, really dope project. Like, the way that the project was put together and I know it's some years in the making, but it, 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 when I think about it, it's like your magnum opus in my 
perspective, you know, in, in terms of the body of work. And I know you have so much more to offer, uh, but like it's yeah. a really special project, man. So I want to talk to you about that and also the C-section project that you released this year. But um, before we do that, okay. I want to give the listeners an opportunity just to get to know a little bit about your history. So, you know, please let us know how your journey to pursue hip hop all began. Like where did the inspiration start from? Wow. Okay. I will have to go all the way back to my childhood, yo. And, uh, to, you know, back to before I even knew what hip hop really was. You know what I'm saying? I guess it, would, it it probably started with Run DMC, you know, um, just being exposed to like something other than Michael Jackson, something other than the songs that my mom's and my, you know, the, whatever I was hearing on the radio, like this rap was like different, you know, mm. it was like, it was, it was something that the basic way I could say it was something that my parents wasn't introducing to me so it was like ah oh, this is mine you know like this is my thing you know and uh yeah it was just a part it was a part something that was a part of this it wasn't like i'm trying to really pursue this but like i think because it felt inclusive you know what i mean like yeah. i could be a part of this i could do this i could draw bubble letters too you know i could be boxed too like you know what i mean i could put like you, even if I can't write my own rhymes, I could sing along. You know what I mean. And so you learn how to rap just spitting other people's rhymes. You know what I'm saying. And uh, when I got to middle school, you know, dudes in the cafeteria was like rapping at lunch, and I was just curious. Like, man, I could do that too. You know, like mm -hmm. I could write something to come to lunch the next day and spit it. You know what I mean. And when I got to high school, cats was in there freestyling, and I was like, yo, this is. You know, I was still just, you know, there by proximity. You know, I was writing and stuff like that, but I didn't think I was like, I was just doing it for fun, you know what I mean? And it wasn't until I got to like the 10th grade, this dude, he was like the illest freestyler in the school. He was like, yo, you got a dope style. You should keep writing. And I was like, what? When he told me that, I was like, yeah, I'm about to almost keep writing, you know what I mean? And then I think I snuck to this club like 92, I snuck inside this club while in Detroit, they they went out to this open mic. And this is my first time going to a club, you know, my first wow. time going to an open mic. My first time rapping, like, not in the lunchroom. And, like, it was 10 of us, you know what I mean? The right. open mic is, like, at midnight. Yo, our crew, we get up there, it's, like, 10 of us from Pontiac. The host is, like, y'all got to hurry up, man. You know, he's just trying to rush us off the mic or whatever, whatever. Right. And like I'm like the show, I'm like 15 years old, you know what I mean? Wow. And uh, I I snuck up in the spot, but we get on the open mic and like you know one, two, three, four, five. I'm like the last person. By the time I get on, my man is like trying to shove us off the stage, and um, I just started rapping. And so like four bars into my verse, he basically told the DJ to like cut the music. Wow! And when the DJ cut the music. When the DJ cut the music, I kept rhyming, and the crowd went crazy. This You got to understand, it's like my first time ever grabbing a mic, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in Detroit, and um, the crowd went crazy, almost to the point where, like, the, the host was like, keep going, keep going. And uh, 
yeah, that was my first time grabbing the mic, my first time sneaking in the club. I was 15. And so I went home that night like, yo, that was like <laughs> the night I was born. You know what I'm saying? I was wow. like, yo, like, because up until that point, I was like a basketball player. Like, I hoop. Right. Basketball was like my thing. And like, hip hop was something that I just did for fun. You know what I mean? Rapping. But like, that night, that night, yo, because you got to understand, I'm a shorty. Yeah. I'm in Detroit. I'm on an open mic. This is some real shit. And I'm talking about, this is not like 18 and under. This is like, you had like heads that were, you had heads that was 30 in there, 25, 21, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, that was my, that was the night I was born, man. You know, that night, that's when I started taking it serious. Like, yo. This is what I do. And like, ever since then, really, you know what I mean? That's high school. I was like 10th grade. Wow. Um, That's amazing, man. But it's always just been a part of me, you know, like a part, you know, like when I look at pictures of me as a kid, I'm like, oh, yeah. I won a poetry contest when I was like eight years old. Like, I got pictures of stuff like that. Like, man, I was writing on it. I don't even think about it like that, but I was always writing, writing poems. Wow. Singing in church, you know, singing along to turntables or, you know, just, it was a cool time for music around that time, you know, especially being from the Pontiac, Detroit, Motown area, like, everybody had crates. Every auntie, your grandma, neighbors, everybody got crates. Everybody got you know, the the, the the wealth of music here and the history of music, especially being from the Midwest, we don't just got that Motown. We got that New York, Chicago. We was getting it from down south. Mm-hmm. You know, you had like, you know, you had Detroit, Flint. Like, we was kind of getting like Dre. We was getting, it's like a melon pot for music. So it's, yeah. it's and then the MC, the MCN is, you know, it's, a lot of rappers here, man. So you could just be in school and, and have enough influence from the industry alone, let alone the people in Cypress. You know, I'm talking about at that time around there, you know? Right, right. Wow. You know, you speak about Michigan and Detroit, you know, like just that whole area right there. I, I have to say, like, some of my favorite hip-hop artists come from that area, whether they be MCs yeah, no doubt. or producers, like, you guys are some extremely talented people. And I mean, I'm from New York, so I, I grew up amongst, you know, the um the essence that comes yeah, out of that's the city. Yeah, that's right, yo. Detroit is, is and, and just the Michigan area as well. Like, Apollo Brown is, like, one of my favorite producers. Like, but I mean, even going yeah, back to, like, right. you know, Dilla and, 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 um, Elzai is like my like he's like in my top three, you know, like and then and the and the more I listen yeah. to you, like I just like wow, like you 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 go places that the average MC isn't doesn't even fathom to go, you know. Talk to me a little yeah, bit man. about binary star. Just give the people a little history on binary star and what the groups contribution to hip-hop is if you had to define their contribution and i know it's just you and another brother and then things have changed over time but just if you could share the impact that binary star has made for folks to know 
Um, man, you know, I can't really speak on the impact that Binary Star has made. I can, I can speak on the impact that Binary Star has had on, say, for example, myself, but, uh, okay. other people or the culture or whatever. I don't know, yo. I just know that, uh, I told you back in high school, I started, you know, messing around or whatever, writing, spitting, and found some, you know, some people that I could vibe with, you know, in my, in my city, in my school in particular. And, um, we had this crew called the Spooks. My guy Malachi, who was like, like, like the OG of the crew, he, you know, he was like, yo, man, I'm putting together this, this crew called the Spooks. It's B, U, Note, and this little dude named Ross. And, um, Spooks, spontaneous peoples on other kind of shit. That was our crew in high school. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And make a long story short, I graduated in 94. You know, me and Sanai, we ended up going to prison for some other shit. And while we was there, to make a long story short, I'm like, yo, man, it's like, we here for a reason, man. We got this time. We're here at the same time. We got this time to sit down and like, regroup or whatever like i looked at it as like a sign and i was like we got to come up with something like the spooks like it rings like the spooks but it's it just got to be something dope but like i'm like we like this is happening for a reason and i went back to my bunk and i'm like all right like i pull out this dictionary and i'm looking up like double 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 duo duo um by you know, binary, binary code, binary digit, binary star. Like I'm looking in the dictionary, I see binary star. A star that appears to be one star, but it's two stars that revolve around each other. Mm. Yo, I wrote that shit down on a piece of paper. <laughs> I wrote that down on a piece of paper and then I called the yard. I go out to the yard, I see my man at the picnic table. I just put that paper on the picnic table. I say, yo, check this out. He looked at the paper, then he looks at me, and he was just starting nodding, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's how the name Binary Star was, like, born, right? Got it. So it's two stars that revolve around each other, like, simple definition. We get out of prison. My guy, D his name was D-Flat, but he changed his name to Decompose. He's, like, out here making beats and stuff like that. This my guy. You know, we was, this is who I was recording with when I was in high school, Decompose. Mm. He would go to the studio and we would record some songs. So it was like, when I came home, it was like all these different homies that's rapping. Yo, what you doing? What you doing? Yo, I'm doing this binary star. Like nobody knew what I was talking about. But, you know, we might, we probably sounded crazy because they out here recording, going to shows, open mics, and I'm over here talking about we doing this binary star. Like, I had never even did this before, but, you know, we was jump roping in the joint, you know what I'm saying? Or we was together, so we just we could finish each other's stances, you know what I'm saying? Right. Decompose is more like on the musicals, like, he always been business. Let's go to the studio, like, you know, this other dude's a DJ, like, introduced to this, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. So, right. I'm like, man, like, you he he was already a part of it but like he was i knew if he was a part of it he was gonna go in as a as opposed to like just being our homie 
that gave us beat. So it's the concept, two stars that revolve around each other. Nice. I said on, on the album, a lot of people, they're going to look at Binary Star, they're going to think that we're a crew, but in reality, we just two MCs that revolve around each other, and that's mm. how we sign. Got it. Man, like, like, so we have many, if you're talking about Binary Star, it technically was like a movement. Mm. And it's a lot of people are part of that. Brenda J was a part of that. Dicka Pose is a part of that. D.L. Jones is a part of that. Friction was a part of that. But, you know, because we kind of like, me and Sanan, we kind of went our separate ways kind of early in the game. We never really got into like really defining that because we mm. didn't even, even make it that far. You know what I mean? Got we it. came together. We put together this record. You know, I was in Chicago and I had this idea. I was like, yo, a lot of cats were saying we from the murder mitten. We from the the dirty glove. We from the, you know, the, you know, everybody like I'm all I'm always trying to make up my own slang. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. My own, have my own style, my own perspective. So I'm like, all right, instead of the murder mitten, I'm going to say Waterworld. Like, you know, because I'm from Pontiac. Cats come from the D, they repping the D. Nobody here cares. Right. You go to Flint, screaming Pontiac, nobody cares. Mm. You go to you go to Detroit, screaming Flint, nobody cares. But see, I'm like, okay, Wu-Tang. The UMC is from Staten Island, but right. Wu-Tang is from Shaolin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Shaolin, Shaolin is like, it's 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 different. You get what I'm saying? Right. It's different Absolutely. than saying like, you know, so to me, saying Waterworld is like, if I go to Flint and I say I'm repping Waterworld, man, Flint is Waterworld. Detroit is Waterworld. Yeah. Like Pontiac is Waterworld. Lansing is Waterworld. Chicago is Waterworld. Minneapolis, New York is Waterworld. Like Waterworld is, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's how I was thinking. Like, all right, Waterworld, we gotta call the album Waterworld so people know where it came from. Because people started saying different people were saying Waterworld. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm like, yo, let's put all our shit together. You know what I mean? Like. You got some songs. Sanam has some songs. Slang Blade, I have some songs. Glenn Close, Evolutionary Man, Decompose has some songs. Freaking Flows, Any 500. Then, you know, um, it was other cats I was rocking with. AML, I didn't have songs from AML, but I had songs with them on it. Okay, let me grab some. Let me put out a compilation and show, like, what our crew could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the, that was the first shit that we put out, thinking, like, you know, we got some decomposed shit on here. We got some Sanam shit on here. We got some Rose shit on here. We got, you know, we got some shit with L Zion Juice and AML yeah. on it. We got Brenda J on here. Yeah. Man, people thought that was our album. And I'm like, damn, this ain't, this ain't even our album. It's like songs we slapped together. And uh, yeah, then I was like, man, TRC trying to put this drain out. Man, we got to kind of turning more into binary because at that time on a water world joint i think sanam only had like 10 verses on the album so i just replaced a couple songs with like i know what a cage bird sings was an addition mm -hmm. um master the universe changed the name of the album basically it was like okay we already put this album out some people already heard it let's change a couple songs and re-sequence the album right and then 
people got to get the album for real, for real this time. And yeah. people was like, don't change it, it's classic. And I'm like, no, I could have. I knew it was a couple of like interludes that I didn't add that I wanted to add if I could do it again. I'm like, man, I'm about to put this KGB interlude on here like that. All of that shit worked because on the, when you listen to Master of the Universe, all of those interludes, the KGB, the Wolfman Jack, the, you know, it's like it just brings the songs together, man. And it was a really. It was a dope time, man, because we came home from prison. I can only speak for myself. I came home and everybody was talking about like East East Coast versus the West Coast. It was mm. Puffy and Master P was, and I didn't understand that, man. I didn't understand how the wow. Source Magazine went from like, you know, <laughs> I got locked up in 94, man. Like, you know, you like, you know, we could go to the Source Magazine and it was like, oh, I'm getting that. I'm about to get that, that tribe, like Q-Tip got yeah, the yeah, first yeah. of the month for it. Yeah. Lauren had the verse of the month. It was like certified, right? I come home and it was like, you know, like I didn't understand like what all the hype was about. Right. So my my thought was, Cash ain't really gonna be checking for us because we're not on this. We're not on that shit. We're not mm. on the Master P wave. I'm not on the Puff Daddy Jiggy wave or whatever. I wasn't. You know, I was I was water road. I wasn't even trying to murder me in these cats. I was out here on some water road shit. Mm-hmm. But the point is, I think that's what kind of like preserved this. You know what I mean? Because it was like, mm-hmm. all right, you know, right, right. This shit ain't popular, but this the but we come from an era where like hip hop was never popular. Was right, right, right. Yeah, in a way, so, it was like, kind of like you were ahead of your time, but you were playing by the old rules. Or the old the, the the original uh hip hop that you came on the the creative Boom. side of it yeah 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 that because that's what hip hop is though right. it's not about like even even when I was in high school just doing it for fun that's what it is it, yeah. it's like you're doing what you love I'm, I wasn't faking trying to be a rapper I rap because I really like to rap like you know right, what I'm right. saying and I just got good at doing it I guess. But my homies used to be like, oh, you can rap. But I'm thinking like, man, y'all don't know, y'all don't know this shit. Like, y'all just saying that shit. Like, I listen to KRS-One. I listen to MCs. I listen to Rakim. I listen to real, I'm not just going to jump in the cypher if I ain't for real. You get what I'm saying? That's where I come from. Like, you don't even dare, you don't even think of, like, you know, now you could be like, oh, I could do that. If he could do it, I could do it. But it's like, nah, like. You coming out yeah. the Karis one. You coming out the Method Man. You can't do that shit. You can't yeah. just jump. You can't if you ain't got Buster Rhymes charisma. Like you had to have a superpower, you know. And then being from this area, everybody can rap. So you gotta, yeah, you know, everybody can rap. So what yeah. you saying? You brought up Elzai. Like I used to go, you know, I used to go kick it with L at the crib. <laughs> just drive out to his crib kick it in the basement, you know, he'd be down there playing joints on tapes. This before Broken Frames or any of that came out. This right. is before Elza was Slum Village. This is before, you know, yeah. and so I can't sit here and act like that didn't tighten, tighten my pen up because I'm hanging out and kicking it with, I didn't know these cats were some of the dopest cats ever back then. Right. These just homies. These just the homies. Right. Yeah, you yeah. like I'm about to go over L's I crib. Like, you know, now I'm kicking it with L brother, Lil Cloudy. 
And he like, yeah, used to come over to the house. I used to be up in my room. <laughs> I'm dope. like, yo, that's crazy. Because, you know, that's like his little brother. But you're not thinking his little brother going to rap one day. You're thinking, like, that's his little bro. Right. You know, get out the way, little bro. I'm done. You know what I mean? But, like, it's crazy to see, like, Elzai and Nick Speed. Like, these is cats who, these is just the homies. Yeah. But, no, these is the, some of the dopest producers. 14KT. These yeah, some of the dopest producers. Yeah. These some of the dopest. And Buff like, One, man, who was featured young, on, on one of them early projects with you, too, man. Another yeah, dope Buff MC. One, they, these dudes yeah. is nasty, man. And yeah. it's, that's why we saying Waterworld, because respect to Detroit, man. I'm not from there. Like, but I, I I rub Detroit just as much as I rub Pontiac, as I much as I rub Ann yeah. Arbor, just all of that shit. So I'm in town, out of town, or it's it's all even growing up, man. The same churches, the same parks, the same stores, the same restaurants, the same schools. We played basketball in the same gyms, kicked it with the same girls. I'm not saying I had a a Detroit residence, right? I'm just saying, but like. I live down right up around the corner. Like we down the street, going to the same parks, going yeah. to the. Some people be like, ah, oh, but I always claim Pontiac. That's where I'm born and raised. Right, right. But I'm saying, as far as going to all the same stores, schools, parks, churches, um, restaurants, whatever, from Ann Arbor to Flint, like all of our cousins, all of our friends, yeah. Like, you know, we all live, we live in all of these cities, man. We ain't, it ain't like, oh, I'm the only person. Like, you got an aunt to live in Detroit. You got right, a cousin right. that lives in Flint. Yeah. Like, so it's really, when you look at the size of New York City, you'd be like, oh, like, they're definitely different cities, but it's like, you know, Ann Arbor is more of a college town in the, in the far, so it, it comes with a different energy got than it. Detroit all yeah. day. But when you can rock all, all of those, you kind of get in like a nice little, because Ann Arbor students coming from Chicago and coming from New York, all the to U of M, got that kind of thing. So it's it's coming. Then they got an international vibe to it. That's if you, that's if you on parole and you ain't never left the state. You still can get kind of honed, like getting the, getting the street. You know, you go to Hamtramck or go to Detroit to the you know the certain clubs and like you got a certain Pontiac got a different vibe to it, you know. But coming from a small city, we always had to go out and get it. We it never was about performing at the crib. It was always about, all right, we got to go in there. Our shit got to be live. Mm-hmm. Our, you know, shit got to be fun. This shit got to be lyrical. It got to be, you know. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because you know, as you talk, it just you know, it just sound like somebody yourself who moved around a lot. You know what I mean? So even though you originally from Pontiac, yeah, for sure. Pontiac, you know, moving into moving around to Detroit, and as we talk about you moving around, I did want to segue to talk a little bit about um your move to Egypt. Like, just give me so give me a heads up on that. Like, how you were you actually living in Egypt? Or, like, is that a residence for you? And, like, when, when did that move actually take place and what inspired it? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's a... It's I know that's that a big jump, a but, but I wanted to talk to you about yeah, it because, yeah, sure. you know, I think you might have made that move um, probably around the time Sonogram came out and... You know, when I when I think about it, it's like as an artist, right? 
you never really hear people kind of moving out of the country. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, as an artist, like, you know, pursuing your career, you know, at that time. And I was just always curious to know, like, what was the inspiration for you making that move, you know, um, to begin with, if if you care to share? Yeah, no doubt. Um, I mean, like, in the most simplest of terms, man, you know, one of the biggest catalysts of it was really uh, Islam and mm, okay. Arabic. And um, just thinking of, thinking of different ways to emerge, you know, how they, how they say if you want to learn a language, for example, you know, one way to do it is to emerge into the culture. Like, you know, you got, I know people who study in Spanish, they just went out to El Salvador or somewhere mm-hmm. and just posted up for six months or whatever. We came back fluent, you know what I mean? Um, I had a brother who was out there because... At this point, and I'm saying around 2006, Sonogram dropped 2005. Right. Around 2006, you know, by by this time, I'm, you know, I've been around, like, I've been on the road for a minute, you know, and you get exposed to different places, you know, um, if you're paying attention. I'm paying right. attention to the, to the places that I go, you know what I mean? Um, and just knowing different people, you know, like, who live in different places and travel to different places. So I'm also one of those people, if you invite me to come there, I'm going to come check it out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, Got it. Word? Like, whatever it is, right? So one brother hit me up from Egypt. We was from the same community in Michigan, but uh, him and his family had relocated to Cairo three years previous. And, you know, my original intention was to get out to Saudi and, and study over there in Medina. And, uh, you know, like the paperwork, the bureaucracy, it's, 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 it's a process. You know, you can't just pack up and roll out. You got to mm-hmm. get approved and all this kind of stuff, right? So this brother basically was like, yo, I know you're trying to make that move, but it's, you know, getting in and out of Egypt is pretty easy far as getting in and out the country is you know the cost of living here is like not really high you know um it's easy to learn the arabic language here it's just in proximity to a lot of different things you know what i mean Mm. um but but basically it was like come check it out if you like it you know see if you like it and um yeah i got over there man and it was i was like bet you know went over there with the fam Came back, hit, you know, hit a couple tours. And this is back in 2007, like, right. when I first went. Um, and I didn't know how long I was going to be there. I didn't know if it was going to be, like, a year. It was just like, yo, you know, let me, let's explore, you know? Yeah. Let's see. If nothing else, it's going to be, like, a different experience for a couple months or whatever. Um, but... Yeah, man, you know. Wow. Like, just like anything else, you start learning learning more about the place. You start meeting more people. Right. You know, um, and seeing and seeing how seeing how an environment has an has an impact on you or your kids, or seeing how, you know, um meeting different people, it just expands like, you know what I mean? Because I, I I'm not growing up like my kids, you know what I mean? Right, They're growing right. up. And 
I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning things every single day. Wow. In particular, like culture, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just, it's a humbling experience, man, because learning a different language, now you're the person with the funny accent. <laughs> now you're the person right, that's right. like, you know what I mean? But also being in a place where like, you know, I got my studio in this, in this hood where it's a lot of refugees. It's a lot of Africans in this particular hood, but mm. like, they got shops, man. They own, they braiding hair. They selling tea. They like, they moving merchandise. They ain't over here like, ah, uh, we, we poor. We, mm. we live in the slums. They over there working and grinding and opening up shops and sewing, sewing daishikis and like, I mean, it's, it's inspirational, man. Like, wow. like to see, like, how you going to complain when it's people out here? I mean, if, you know, they taking whatever they know how to do and, and flip, you know, that's what hustling is. It's like, it's making money with your hands or with whatever you can, right. can flip, whatever you can put value on, whatever right. you can, you know what I'm saying? Convince people to, and, Wow. When I'm there, you know, I know who I'm supporting, you know. Yeah. I know if I'm if I'm if I'm drinking tea, like I know who you know, I know what family, I know where you Damn. know what I mean, I'm not all in their business like that, but you get what I'm saying? Yeah. We talk about Black Lives Matter. I'm telling the Sudanese homies, I'm like, Y'all, these are the blackest lives that man, it's it's just wow. so many layers of like Yeah, I could only imagine. It's just, it's just, it's one of those things, man, where for me it's like, okay, I'm, I come here and I'm, I'm a tour in the States. I'm going to visit my folks or whatever. I'm going to do what the things that I got to do. But when I get back over here, I can, I can go, I can go right, but I could take a break and go drink some Sudanese tea and talk about Kush, right, talk right, about right. some history, learn about some tribes, go up in this spot over here. And I'm just getting jollof rice, but I'm out here. These people speaking Yoruba. These people might be speaking Hausa. Wow. She's speaking Asante. They speaking French. It's just, it's, yeah. it, it, it just, you know what I mean? The For cultures, me, it does man. something yeah. to me yeah. personally. You know what I mean? I could, I and could, I'm still from Pontiac. I, yeah, I could, I could see that. You know, I have to say, um, I'm very, very um, interested in one day going to Egypt. I, I've never been there. And I, I've never known someone who actually has lived there you know and i this this is something that i i wanted to ask you in reference to your experience living there now egypt is from in in antiquity you know egypt also known as the land of kemet is the place yeah. where the pharaohs and the the nasut bitties you know the great civilizations that we uh tend to look to as far as african people bringing um you know civilization to its zenith right to its high point yeah and i'm i'm curious to know if with you actually living there and being able to breathe up the air and maybe experience walking alongside the nile or just you know just being in the elements of where like the the great dynasties of egypt existed do you ever sometimes feel like um you're somewhat experiencing what they experienced on the land 
Um, you know, I kind of, it depends on where I'm at. I kind of like. Just being amongst the ecology, you know, the, yeah. the, 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 I mean, it, it, the, it's, it's so many layers, yeah. it's so many layers of, of history, right? Like, like when I went up north to Saho to, to go DJ up there one time, like I never been up here before. I don't know. It's like white sand. It's right there on the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. But like you see signs that say, it's signs that say like, be careful. There's, there's still landmines from like World War Two out there. You know what I mean? There's still, there's still, there's, there's Nazi cemeteries and German cemeteries. You like, wow. how the fuck is it? Like, and then when you, and then when you do the, do the math, you'd be like, oh, okay, World War Two, North Africa was a, was a big. That was a territory where a lot of shit went down. You mm. know what I'm saying? So that's one one history. Sure. Napoleon is another history. The right. Boshes is another history. Kemet is another history. Like when you go south down in the Luxor and the Aswan, off into the Nubian uh, lands. You know what I mean? It's all Nubian, right? But I'm saying there's Nubian people that still. I just went to a Nubian wedding like a couple weeks ago. Man, dope, it's like. Dope. They're all Egyptians, but they're all black Egyptians. Of they're course, all yeah. They, yeah. They, you know what I mean? And it's just it's just layers of like, you know, where where you wanna where do you wanna jump in? Where do you wanna start? Or where do you what time period do right. you wanna focus right. on? You know? And and you learn like the Nile River. Okay, yeah, I've been to the Nile River downtown. But also the Nile River like in Luxor is it's just a different part of the river, right? So you you can experience the, the river differently, you know, like and there was different dynasties and different kingdoms mm -hmm. and you can and that's visible up and down the Nile River, all the way up and wow. when you go to Alexandria, you walk into the city of Alexander the Great. That's a whole nother different yeah legacy right there. You know what I mean? So it's it it unravels every day, man. That's wow. that's the cool part about a place because you you know, America you go to the oldest city, talking about city, we talking what, 500, like, you know, there's carpet and there's Khazar that's older than this country. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. There's carpet oh, and the Muhammad Ali Mosque wow. that's older than this country, fam. So that's what I mean. You talking about a place that's 3,000 years yeah, old. Or like, yeah. you talking about beef between countries. It's, it's, it's mind boggling to understand yeah, yeah. how old how many layers yeah, yeah, you know yeah. wow and with all the people that's there you know i don't know they say 20 30 million people in cairo but you know so many people from sudan and nigeria and philistine uh palestine syria uh turkey china like it's so many people there it's like the new york city of the middle east right wow. there's so many people there like you can you can, you know, you in Egypt, but I mean, you can learn, you know, one of my best friends is from Burkina Faso. And then you start learning, that's a whole nother different thing. And then you're right. talking to people from the Congo. It's just, a, it's one of those cities, man, where like, imagine New York City, but in the Middle East. Wow. You know, four hours from Paris, four right, hours right. From, from Germany. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you in the middle of like, you're in proximity to like a whole lot of other shit now. And it's like, oh, snap. I'm like two hours from Greece. Okay. Wow. Man, I'm two hours from Saudi Arabia now. Okay. Wow. Like, man, I'm yeah. five hours from Morocco. Okay, damn. Like, that's, 
Yeah, that proximity Seattle, right? could, could, could really take your mind like, wow, I can't believe I'm so close. Yeah. I could yeah, because yeah. once you get into Turkey or whatever, two hours away, I mean, you know, you could jump on the train and yeah. you're, you know, I mean, not now, but you get what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You start looking at, you know, then it's like the colonialization. Like when I started looking at like the languages everybody speaks, it just made me start looking at things and it like, even like, okay, you're from Burkina Faso, but you speak French. Oh, the French, they colonized Senegal. Right. So now you're starting to understand, like, oh, okay, Africans, like, these people speaking, you know, Portuguese. And these brothers over here speaking French. Mm-hmm. And they speaking English and French. And, like, dang, that's how they carved it up. Mm. Dang, like, yeah. that's why they Christian and that's why they Muslim. Like, just the politics. You start seeing it in, like, the and then the tribes. It's just, it's just... We're still tribal, man, but, like, we don't call it that over here, mm. you know? But the world is a really tribal place, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. people, the, tribe, the the mentality of the tribe is kind of deep. Maybe your tribe is, like, the New York Giants or something. Right, Maybe right, your right. tribe is, like, you know, people, but people are really tribal, whether it's Democratic, whatever kind of yeah, tribe. Yeah, And it, it's, it's, it's wild how it plays out, man, but it's also cool to, like, learn from each other you know what i mean so that's the cool part about living in a place yeah or even just having a kind of lifestyle you know yeah it seems like it's just like a influx of various different cultures and experiences and a history that dates back to so many different things that happen and i'm sure that's like a lot for you to soak up but it must be a a very um eye-opening experience for you yeah, for yeah. sure. But, you know, I think one thing we got to remember, too, is that, you know, um, let's just call it Egyptology. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it, let's call it that, right? Um, yeah, they've been studying Egypt for a long time, man, and telling us what it is and all that kind of stuff. So, to, to, to it's not like it's a new conversation. It's more so like, oh, this is where... Oh, this is where that is, you know? Oh, this is, you know, like, because a lot of the dances, a lot of the styles, a lot of the art, a lot of the symbols, I mean, it ain't, it's not really a whole lot of new shit under the sun, Mm. you know what I mean? It's Mm. really just triangles and pyramids and circles and lines and shit, you know what I'm saying? But when you see them, you be like, oh, dang, like, that looks holographic right there. Like, man, how do they, like, it's really just a mystery of, like, how, man, how, how so advanced they were mm. back then. The wow. proof is that we still fascinated with it today. Yeah. Still, like, Definitely. tripping off this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow. Wow, man. Thank you for sharing that that experience, man. Like I said, I don't know anyone that's actually lived there, so... That was just something I was interested to hear yeah. and experience. It's so. a lot of it's a lot of people. It's you know I, I'm bumping into Americans all the time, you know, especially oh, like really? in the neighborhood where I live now. It's more, yeah, you know, That's it's a dope. brother from Philly that that I just met. Him and his kids is over there. Um, another dude like um, the MMA instructor. Um, he uh, he's from New York. I mean, it's all kind of people coming from. They, you know they the come states, from the states yeah. for different reasons right right you know right, what right. i mean yeah, but yeah. like yeah i know a lot of people like, travel yeah, man, just, but like living on the yeah. land that's that's something that i i haven't actually met someone 
who's been there for that long, you know. Um, but yeah, definitely. Man, if you if you come that way, I know we on a you know we on a mission right now. But I'm just saying, like it is. I'm trying to get it set up where like I can be like a key, like you know, some type mm. of host or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Where people come, you know. Yeah. Because of course you could go see the pyramids or pick up whatever package you want. But if you want to go kick it with some Africans, right? Get not necessarily go off the grid, but like. Get an experience Learn where it's culture, like, yeah. okay, like, yo, that's dope. Our studios, awesome schools. Wow. Uh, yo, okay, I want to buy, but I don't want to, like, you know what I mean? You yeah, don't gotta, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to say a whole lot, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, it would be cool to, I would love to get that kind of hospitality. You know how you go to a spot, man, yeah, somebody yeah. Like, let me show you. And Let who me show better you than around, you, like, somebody who's like, who actually grew up in the States, you know, that knows the hood and could kind of bring people in that may come from that same environment in the States. So I, I could, I definitely hear what, sure. you, what you mean by that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I want to actually move on a little bit to talk about um your latest album. You know, I kind of wanted to just preface with some questions about your history and, you know, your, your travels. But um, I want to talk about Baby. Um, as I said earlier in the show, um, well, before we started recording, I was talking to you about, um, I did an interview with you years ago, like probably like 11 years ago. And it was at a, um, CNJ, uh, plug research event in New York. And you had told me back then that, um, baby was going to come out. Like, I think this might've been sometime in October, but then you said that it was going to come out the, the coming February and, I'm like looking back and I'm like, and I actually have that interview up, you know, that people can see on Vimeo and I'm looking back and I'm like, yo, it's been 11 years. And then when I seen you put the track list out a couple of months ago, I'm like, yo, this is the, this is the album he was talking about. And I see like the yeah. crazy, like track list with all the dope features and I see Eric G, Eric G, Eric G on like every track. And I'm just like, yeah. yo. I wanted to ask you, like, why why did it take so long? Like, what was the reason why it took so long for being a black youth baby to come out? Yo, the simple answer I would give uh -huh. is that I started writing a book. And I wanted to write a book. And for me, it was like, it goes back into like me just being a conceptual artist. So the simple answer would be like, I wrote a book and I wanted to package this book and this album together. Mm. The more complex, the more complex answer would be, okay, so um, Baby is the first time I ever went into the studio and was thinking like, all right, I'm gonna record an album now. Like Fetus, Sonogram, Master of the Universe, Binary Star, all of the records I had put out at that time was just me taking like songs that we had and just slapping them together. Like, all right, these sound up together. Boom, let's call that sonogram. Okay, let's call this that, right? Mm -hmm. Baby is like, all right, I'm about to go in here and record all of the songs in the studio and finish the project from the beginning to the end, right? Mm -hmm. um, and when I started recording that, up until that time, my, my, my discography was Fetus, Sonogram, Stillborn, Rebirth. Mm. Baby was next. And it makes sense because um, the acronyms, you do a lot of projects right. that have an acronym and a, a, yeah. a meaning to the acronyms, yeah. So 
so when I recorded, um, so I had already recorded it. I, you know, I'm not like trying to like record for somebody else. I'm trying to like record music, and then if somebody want to be a part of it, cool. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. But I'm not making music for a label or something like that, right? So, anyways, I recorded this this album. One of the homies is working with this company i was like yo they had they had like a budget for videos and stuff i was like yo let's put this record out and so um baby was supposed to come out when i was rocking with this company this company was called mix um if i'm allowed to say that and they they just basically was this to my understanding was this this tv company that had money to start a record label and so one of the homies that i knew that worked for them like he was over there, so I knew like, all right, this could be a good look. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, they was waiting for me to turn the album in. I turned the album in, but I was like, hold up, I got somebody doing my artwork. This person understands my vision. So, and you know, Jane at the time she was telling me like, I'm in, I'm in school, but like I get a break in October, I could I could knock out the artwork. So I'm like, I'm just gonna wait. Mm-hmm. For her to like knock it out, they like, yo, we we got the dude who did the little brother brother album cover. He could do it for this. We could. Do it. I'm like, no, nope, I'm waiting for this person. So because I waited to put my album out, <laughs> yo. Um, by the time I finished, I started doing the artwork for the album. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, my boy hits me up. He says, yo, company, hey man. You know, they dissolving the record label part of the business. They got to, like, wow. buy you out of your contract. The reason I'm bringing that up is because if I would have just been like, all right, fuck it, let's do the artwork and let's put it out. This shit would have came out back in 2008. Wow. And, you know, the the the, the album, the, the company would have collapsed after that. But right. what I'm saying is my album would have been out there, right? But because I was like, hold up, I got this vision for my artwork. And I'm sticking, staying true to my vision. Right. I held on to, I held on to it because I had to stay true to my vision. Mm. And because I did that, <laughs> I, you know, like some things happened into the, the the divine order kicked in. Right. And like I get, I basically got the album like put back in my lap. Like, all right. So I'm like, all right, I gotta wait for these folks to like go through this paperwork so I could get get my album and do what I got to do with it. But I'm not just going to sit here and wait. This is me going back into my concept again. Right. I'm not going to sit here and wait. I'm about to put that work in. I'm about to labor. I'm like, okay, this next project is going to be labor language arts based on reality. Like mm. it's going to be, a, it's going to be the labor before the baby comes. Wow. Look Yo. At that. So when I come up with language arts based on reality, I'm like, you know what? I'm about to start fucking with language arts for real. I'm about to start writing stories. So now this album is called Baby Being a Black Youth. I'm like, I'm going to take all of my rhymes, all of my biographical rhymes, and I'm going to rearrange them in chronological order. And I'm going to have a lyrical bio, and I'm going to be explaining like the verses in between. And then I, instead of, Instead of just having paragraphs in between, I just change them all into poems. So now I got this lyrical bio. Basically, it's called placenta. Poetry lines and creative expressions not see told after. But I split it into three trimesters. And it's just all poems, but it's like a bio. 
So wow. I wanted to present that with baby. So when so I told you my my discography was fetus, sonogram, stillborn, rebirth. Right, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Then I finished. Then I finished labor. Then I finished labelhood part one, two, three, four, five. Then I finished kick push. Then I finished C-section. Like, you know what I mean? So I didn't just sit there and hold on the baby. Yeah. I was still pushing out these concepts that was basically bringing the baby forth conceptually, like conceiving no, the baby. Like, so much I'm, on, I'm, just I, on, I'm, on, I'm just a conceptual. That's, that's what nah, it is. yo. Lo, I got I to gotta give you props because... It makes so much sense, and I'm 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 like kicking myself right now because I'm like, how did I not see the 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 transition of the titles forming in, you know, in this order? You know what I mean? Like, I, it's, yeah, yeah, it yeah. bugs me out. Like, um, it, it it makes me even appreciate your music even more now. Like, um, uh. as I'm looking at as you as you're naming it, like I'm like, wow, like, and I, I'm usually big into concepts and i'm like how did i miss these concepts that were moving in this order right this sequential yeah. order like you know fetus to labor to eventually baby you know i know i missed some in between but like yeah. i see the order now and it makes so much sense i didn't even catch the c-section aspect of it because i'm paying attention to the cover and maybe the themes yeah. that's happening in c-section exactly but um, it, yeah, it, it exactly. makes so much sense as you break. Like, people can just follow your album titles and it can reveal uh, 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 an amazing um, meaning in itself when, you, when you're talking yeah, about exactly. your projects. Yeah, you're, you're playing the long yeah, game. Yeah, man. You're playing the long game. You're playing the game of longevity in terms of your catalog. I could see this. I appreciate you even taking the time to even like break it down like that, man, because that's pretty much, you know, I mean, only, I mean, all praises do, you know, I'm only here, you know, it's, it's, a, it's something that's way bigger than me that's even allowing me to do it. Right. But I'm saying it is a long game. It is. I grew up on EPMD, man. Strictly yeah. business, business, never personal business as usual, unfinished business. Like, that's what it is. I grew up on that kind of shit. I grew up on NWA skits and Wu-Tang skits. I grew up on like, you get what I'm saying? Yes. So like the story, you know, having Jane in part one and Jane in the second album and Jane, like you're following the story. You're following, there's like multiple stories that's happening simultaneously. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, but for me, it's just like, yeah, man, it's one organism. Like that career, whatever you want to call it, yeah. like it has a life of its own. Like how old is it now? You know, like yeah. what? And so like from showing people that I'm still growing and developing or like here's a closer look at what I'm doing or here's me putting in that that labor, that language arts work or right. whatever it is. It's just like, like, how can I, how can I like be that? How can I? like take that concept and do it in a way where it matters but like i'm not trying to distract you with it like that's right. why you can like not even notice it because i'm not over here saying like look labor yeah yeah, yeah yeah get it. but you that's I mean? even more like um, subtle. that's even it's, more dope because yeah. the subtleness is what throws you off guard and it's like when yeah. you listen to um 
When you listen to like really, really dope artists or dope MCs or even really, really great movies, you'll 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 watch it like years down the line or listen to it years down the line. And because you've amassed a certain level of experience, now you're catching things that you didn't catch the first time around. And yeah, I, I think sure, that's the sure. beauty of art. And I think you actually do that really well. Um, I wanted to ask you about, um, I see Eric G is like completely, uh, his production credits is completely throughout this album. Um, was it yeah. always intentional for you, you to have him produce the entire, uh, baby project? Um, you know what, man? It was really, I mean, yeah, kind of, mm. you know, it wasn't cause like in the beginning of the project, when I first had the idea, you know, I was, this was around the time I first moved to Egypt. Mm. And um, so when I did come back to the States, I was in Seattle. I had already started working with, you know, I had recorded some tracks with Being One and Jake One and Vitamin D already. Um, mm -hmm. This is like right after Sonogram, you know what I mean? Right. So it makes sense. Make the long story short. Yeah, I was like, yo, I got these verses. You know, I could I could put out a project real quick, like a little mixtape, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got these verses, like, I just, like, you know, um, if I get a couple beats, I could put this shit out in, like, a week. Mm. This is what I was thinking. So, um, I, 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 I kind of thought, like, you know, when you're working with a producer that's, like, don't necessarily have the biggest name, he's, like... Ideally, they come with the heat because they want to like, yo, yeah. man, I got some heat. Check this out. He's so that's why I hit up Eric G because I was, I'm thinking like this dude is gonna kill me with some heat. Like I just feel like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Smart. And he hit me with a B C D. He hit me with a B C D. And I'm like, okay, I got this verse for that. Oh man, I can spit this verse on that. Yo, I can spit this verse on that. Like yo. I'm like, yo, man, what's up with these tracks? He was like, yo, that's all you. Like, wow. You know what I mean? I was like, and it it was like 23 tracks, I think. I remember. This is like one beat CD. Wow. You get what I'm saying? This ain't like, this ain't wow. like me listening to hundreds of beats. Right, it's right, like right, the right. first 23 beats I picked. You know what I mean? Wow. And then I'm like, all right, I'm about to spit this, put this shit out. I'm like, yo, man. Quit being lazy and write another verse to that one. Like, I'm like, yo, I could put a story on this one. Dope. Yo, let me see if such and such want to get on this joint. Yo, let me see if such and such want to get on this joint. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It was like, I didn't have no method to the madness. I was just wow. doing what made the most sense to me. And I was already recording in Seattle. I'm already recording like in a different studio around people that I never recorded before. Like on a not a secret mission, but just kinda like, you know, because if even if it didn't even really make sense why I was recording with Eric G. Mm. Like Eric G, I'm like, I thought this shit was dope. But it was like, you know, when I would play joints, cast would be like, who did this shit? Eric G, damn. <sighs> but that's what I'm saying. Well like nobody was anticipating that. You know wow. what I mean? Um, but I was fucking with, fucking with his shit back then. And like, you know, I think the way me and Eric G came together, if I'm not mistaken, like for the Rebirth album, there was a dude who was like, 
pushing beats. And he was um, soliciting beats for Eric G at the time. Wow. And I think like a, I think I, I think I paid this dude like the beat for the beat or something. And Eric G never got the money or something like that. And I was like, hold the fuck up, bro. Like, like wow. what? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that shit wasn't crazy, cool. Yeah. So, so I kind of like went around. I kind of skipped over that and just started, you know, kicking it with Eric G direct. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, you know, uh, when I got to be some Eric G, like um, I'm in the lab thinking like, all right, let me record to this. Let me write to that. Let me go back to Egypt. Let me record my kids. Let me come throw them on this track. Uh, let me holler at Mel. Let me, oh, uh, this dude is in town. Let me see if he want to come to the lab. Oh, yo, I just hollered at Royce. He said, you know, hit him up. <laughs> hit, send him the track. Yo, I just talked to Jean Grey, damn, she sent me the verse the next day. Like, wow. it was like, then it started turning into, like, what the fuck's happening? Like, <laughs> hold up. Like, damn, like, like man, it's the way some of these songs came together, man, it's so crazy. Wow. Like, you know, like, like you know. When, I think when it goes back to your to vision, studio. right? Like, you staying on course with your vision. Like you said, it just kind of came together divinely. I think the tracks were coming together in that order, too. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Cause like this is what I was saying, right? And I'm bringing this up because I know Freeware and his fam, they got they're going through some pain right now. He just lost his son, you know. Oh, like man. I'm bringing this up, man, because one of the realest verses on the album is with Free. Yeah, yeah. Freeway comes into the he comes into the studio, and I started. You know, we talked, chop it up for a minute. I'm talking about Egypt. We talking about whatever. I started playing the track, and then his phone ring. Wow. And one of his homies just got smoked. You know what I mean? Like, um, I mean, he on the phone like, damn, what? Like, so now I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm in this, we in this little ass room. Like, damn, should I leave? Like, turn the music off? Like, I'm not going to ask him to finish the song. Yeah. I mean, he on the phone like 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Like, just talking about the whole shit, whatever, whatever. And then he got off the phone. He said, play that beat. And then he was like nodding his head for about five or ten minutes and he went in the booth. So when you hear the shit that he's saying in that wow. in that verse, that shit just fucking happened. Wow. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, yo, is because people you know, they think you're just writing rhymes, right? They think you're just saying shit. Yeah, yeah. But it's like imagine Imagine your man's just, just, you just found out your man's just died. How many people got the, got the willpower or the, the energy or whatever to say, all right, let me go in here and write this verse real quick mm -hmm. and spit this shit and get it off my chest. Like some people would have broke down. They would have went to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when he say, you know, it's fucked up. We me and one below humble though. We can't, we let a struggle came to bring out a pain. Come on. It's like, it's like, man, like, that's why this is my favorite album. Not because you're capitalizing off the of pain, but because, like, that's what this music is to us, man. It's yeah. medicine. It's, it's a way for us to share, not only share, like, share our art and share our work, but also to share, like, you know, to, to, to release, man, to, like, share, share that weight. 
to share to share that pressure whatever it is it's a lot of pressure to like just wake up as a man every single day let alone the for people to be anticipating like what you're going to do next, what you're going to say, you know? So, um, and that's on a, that's on a, on a sunny day. That's not on a day where you find out your man's just got murdered. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, those those kind of things, man, you know, getting those kind of like sitting here with, with DJ abilities, you know, I go to his crib. Yeah. He's on there a lot too. Yeah. Did he just do scratches on it? Did he just do what? Did he just do scratches or did he contribute contribute anything else? He DJ abilities. He he okay, so to say he just did scratches is an understatement because sure. you know, he's scratching he's scratching vocals, but he's scratching synths. I mean, he's Got scratching it. guitars, he was scratching noises. I mean, he was just that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, it was so much it was to like, it. Yeah. You know, I I go to Max and I'm like, hey man, you know the song History, um, books about you. I'm like, yo, you know the That's Beastie Boys. A here's a little record, story man. I like to tell. I'm like, you know, I want you to scratch. You know, here's a little story I like to tell. He's like, he's like, oh man, like, cause he didn't want to do that shit. He didn't want to. Like that's what I hear, but he's like, man, I saw, you know, that's already been done. Like, you know what I mean? I'll do it, but I don't want to do it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting here like I'm like, all right, cool, I get it, I get it. Yeah. I'm like, how about how about instead of here's a little story I'd like to tell, how about I like to tell a little story? He was like, Okay, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, and what yeah, I'm yeah. saying is just just that kind of like, nah, I ain't feeling that. Just that's the kind of shit that brings out like tighter scratches, tighter hooks, yeah, yeah, tighter yeah, yeah, yeah. verses, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It. So I get it. You know, I appreciate those kind of moments. It, it was kind of dope that he rejected you when when you said, you know, to do this scratch because it worked out even better because he was pushing himself to be more creative. You know, um, DJ yeah, abilities. Sure. Yeah. So that's dope, man. Thank thank you for sharing his his contribution. I wanted to ask you, like, um, did you have a particular thought process in creating the track names for Baby? The track names. Yeah, like the, the track names uh, you know, um, all spell out, you know, obviously the baby acronym, but they all right. relate to, I guess, something that a, a black youth would experience. Like, what was your uh-huh. thought process for coming up with the track names? You know, it started off with, like, you know, the whole idea of being a black youth. I'm like, you know what, it's so much more than just those words, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's broad, you know? And so before I got into the track titles, I'm like, all right, clearly I'm speaking on my own experience, right? You know, when I say being a black youth, I'm talking, I'm not talking about all black youth. I'm talking about myself, like directly. Yes. But I also wanted to, I also wanted to employ different people to contribute you know what I mean? And like, so it was important for me to really, I'm saying, okay, here go New York, there's Philly, there's Houston, there's Oakland, there's Detroit, there's Chicago, there's Denver. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I, I intentionally wanted to do that. You know what I'm saying? And so, like you said, like, how do you cover different aspects uh, of, you know, being a youth, you know, right. like Battle Armor Built Young. Like, yeah. you could get really specific. You could, It's really broad, but, like, 
it's just something I figured that a lot of people could relate to. And a lot of a lot of the names got changed a couple of times. You know what I mean? Okay, got like, it. Like uh, bubbling and burning, yearning eventually became battery acid burning yearning you know oh, what i mean wow. but it's okay. like how it's like how can i push myself to like not have a whole bunch of ends like right. you know this this and that this this and that you know and how can i how can i push myself to cover you know as much territory as possible because like well you know all, all the songs they kind of have a theme you know like like some of them some of most of them have themes this is more like a military thing that's why that's about grandmothers right there. That's right, about history right. and like education. Like, so there's themes already and it's like, all right, books about you. Yeah. But like now, not now I get a chance to like flip my acronyms, but now I get to play with my words where I'm saying books about you. Like, like these not, these not, these are not books about you. These are books that will bout you. Like right. that will thump you. They will, they will, they basically gonna attack you, insult your intelligence, or Interesting. like basically wow. like ha have Man, an adverse I, effect on you. I so see the double entendre I get to play even with in my the words, title. Bars and beyond. Instead right. of saying beyond, like B E Y O N D, it's like nah, beyond, like open, like like it. So now I get to play with my words and still say the same thing. Still throw double entendres in there. Still throw metaphors in there. Still. Yo, and still be crazy. talking about being a black youth, you know what I mean? It was it was a challenge. Yeah, but, wow. Um, yeah, you know. I want people. I just really want to. I really, I really want to. I really want to sell my art, man. Versus like, just focus on selling features. You know what I mean? Like it got features, mm -hmm. and that's one of the highlights of the album. But you know, I wanted people to be geek just off of the song titles, just off of the album. I you know what I mean? That. Just off the artwork. You know what I mean? Wow, that's dope, man. You got double entendres in just the title alone. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, for sure, man. So let me let me ask you this. I wanna I usually with my interviews, I'm I'm a I'm a lyric head, right? So I listen to the lyrics pretty closely. And I wanna actually take some time to go through some of the lyrics on the actual album. Um and just kind of get okay. your take on it. On um books about you, his story, as you were just talking about, um, you say in one of the lines, really wish Mike could take it back to Ben again. He said it didn't matter if black, white, the skin you're in. See, I agree if you keep it in context, but Jesus painted white, gave my people the complex. Such a profound line. I, I wanted to ask you, what is the complex that our people face despite the context of, you know, people saying it doesn't matter what Jesus's color is. Can you like expound on that line a little bit? Man, you know, it's funny because 10 years ago, I would have explained it a certain way, mm -hmm. you know, after living in Cairo, you know, my understanding of the comp, like the, like, having a complex with just whiteness, you know, there's so many different ways to go about it. But I mean, like, you know, um, aside from the fact that people, you know, bow to, to a white Jesus or Jesus that's in the portrait, you know, and the majority of time he's white. Some people wouldn't even question that, you know what I mean? Right. 
<clears throat> um, it's a part of the conversation, regardless of what color you think he was or not, and it and it 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 affects people differently. So to to paint everybody who believes whatever they believe with one brush is never something that I'm trying to do, you know. I but I said Jesus painted white, gave my people the complex. Um, even in the past, you know, because you know. I think today, like, you know, there's more people that, like, identify as being non-religious or maybe even just non-Christian as a, as opposed to in the past, especially, like, the times that I'm referencing in the song. Mm. You know what I mean? Jesus painted white, gave my people the complex. Um, not just with Jesus, but just with the color of white and just white, lighter skin in general. Mm. You know what I mean? And... You know, you don't hear it. You don't hear it like uh, in a lot of spaces, but you can see it like right. in the marketing. You can see it in the way people, you know, like when I say blonde hair, blue eyes, nose job resemble them. This ain't me throwing shade at people who yeah. have blonde hair or who dyed their hair blonde or whatever. I'm just, just, I'm just reporting, man. I'm, right. just, I'm just telling you what I see. And, what, and I didn't I didn't put a definition on it at all, but I said, you know, money, power, respect. We heard about the characters, all about the Franklins, not about the Banneckers. Like, we hear more about Benjamin Franklin than we hear about Benjamin Banneker. Right. Um, or any 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 people of, you know, um, African-American descent, people of color making like like not just like. Um, <clears throat> what's going on today, but I'm talking about like, man, there's many contributions that we've been making, right. but I'm in the context of this song, I'm talking about when I was a kid, yeah. what we was getting taught, how we was getting taught, what was in the books, what was not in the books, you know what I mean? Right. Like we had a little chapter in the book or something like that. So it's also in the context of a time period when I was growing up, what right, I was right. experiencing. And, um, I, and I get I get what and, you mean and, too. I, I, know, I know you don't mean it like you like you're talking to everyone but the way you put it was eloquent when you talk about context like you were speaking to a group of people black people who have been you know uh misled by you know yeah, that. yeah. so I, I understand don't don't i totally get for sure that, that you were speaking to a specific group that historically has been yeah, yeah. you know it's it is it, it has had a negative effect on us as black people because no doubt, we no haven't doubt. seen our greatness in, in schools, you know, in, in growing up. So even though I know it speaks to a particular time, I feel like it still resonates even to this day. I'll say that, you know, I, I think so, yeah. but I thought you put it so like, it's so poetical, like it's clever. And it, it, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't, it doesn't disrespect anyone. You're just saying that it gave yeah, our people sure. the complex. For sure. That's all you're saying. Yeah. So I get you. You know what I mean? And you know the thing is too, yo, it's like, I mean, like, it's not even about, I mean, like, you know, here's a small example. You know, one of the schools uh, that I was volunteering at in Cairo, you know, I go up in the school, it's all African students in the school, all black kids in the school, you know, mm -hmm. a couple, um, one guy from Scotland and two folks from Canada was on the staff, but everybody else is African, all mm. African school. 
I'm in the library posted up doing the workshops. And, you know, sometimes I'd like, I like, I'm like looking at the books on the shelf, like what kind of books they got in this school? You know, it's like an African refugee school, kind of a lot of the books is volunteering and stuff like that. Right. One day I'm like, oh, I never thought to look at the Bibles. Like, mm. man, I want to see, I, I want to see a Bible in Arabic. I wonder what they, what do they call God? What do they call right. Jesus? What, right, how do they right. say these words? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I found this picture Bible and the picture Bible, you know, Moses was on the cover, white dude. Adam and Eve was white. Abraham was white. Jesus was white. Like all the prophets in this. And I was like bugging because I'm like, nobody in this school is white, yo. Wow. Like, why is this book? Why is this? And you know, and I, and it, and it, it bugged me. I went to the crib and it bugged me. And the next day I went to the school and I got all the I got all the students in the library. Yo, I pulled this drum again with the group and the prayer to excuse my sins. I can go anywhere I choose because everybody listens to the BDP crew. We're not here for glamour or fashion. But here's the question I'm asking. Why isn't young black kids taught black? They only taught how to read, write, and act. It's like teaching a dog to be a cat. You don't teach white kids to be black. Why is that? Is it because they is it because we're the minority mm. or black kids follow me? Genesis chapter eleven verse ten KRS. explains the genealogy of Shem. Shem was a black man in Africa. If you repeat this fact, they can't laugh at you. Genesis fourteen verse thirteen. Abraham steps on the scene. Being a descendant of Shem, which is a fact, means Abraham too was black. Abraham, born in the city of a black man called Nimrod, grandson of Ham. 600 years later, my brothers read up. Moses was born in Egypt. In this era, black Egyptians weren't right. They enslaved black Israelites. Moses had to be of the black race because he spent 40 years in Pharaoh's place. He passed as the Pharaoh's grandson. So we had to look just like them. Yes, my brothers and sisters, take this here song. Yo. Correct the wrong. Wow, man. You are a fan. Shout out to KRS-One. Is that from Edutainment, right? That's it. Come on, man. Yeah. Look, bro. <laughs> when I saw that, when I saw Moses on the cover of that book, the best way I could articulate right. what I was saying was right. with that verse right there. Wow. And you got to understand, this is a Christian refugee school. So they teach the Bible all in this school. Mm. So when you start saying Genesis, <laughs> when you start going into that, fam, it's like, yo. But the point I'm trying to make is right. going back to the, you know, gave my people the complex. Yeah, the line, That's yeah. how we get the complex. Yeah. That's how we get the complex right there. You opening up a Bible and this picture Bible, I'm talking about Eve look like Kim Kardashian. Like, yeah. DiCaprio, Abraham, this is what I'm saying. Damn, yeah. like, why is that at the school, man? Why is that happening right now? Right, right, right. You know, I'm so glad that you you know. you, you um you referenced KRS's um verse because you have another line in that song where you say you started learning black history from rappers. I'm not sure if that's the exact thing you say, but something like that you say. And yeah, I'm just, yeah. 
I'm curious to know, you know, one of the things that I really love about hip hop is because it has this ability to educate, right? Um, it's the one yeah, thing yeah. that I feel like hip hop doesn't get a lot of recognition for because we tend to see hip hop on the surface or kind of what is being projected in the mainstream or what's hot, right? But there's an aspect of yeah, hip hop yeah. that educates. I always tell people that I started uh, I started becoming inspired to eat healthy because of Dead Prez's record. And now it wasn't the only thing yeah, okay. that that inspired me to eat yeah, healthy, yeah. but it had an impact on me. So when you said that line, sure. like I started learning black history from rappers, uh, it really, it really stuck back to that point. Now, I wanted you to kind of share with me, like, what, what were some of the examples of the history that, the black history that you learned from MCs or from being put on by rappers? Do you recall any, like, rappers pointing you out to certain things? I mean, you just eloquently referenced KRS, but are there, like, any examples? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, you know, from, you know, in no particular order, sure. from, like, you know, Ice Cube, The Public Enemy, mm. you know, to Nas, you know, like, I mean, it could be something that's, it could be like a whole song. It could be like, a, you know, like Tribe Called Quest had a song called Steve Biko. Mm. Like, the song had nothing to do with Steve Biko, but that's the name of the song. Right, so you so looked it up. So I'm man. looking up Steve Biko, like, yo, what's that? Like, I'm learning about Steve Biko just looking at the title of a song. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Right, right. You're learning about classic books. You're learning about classic books just looking at the title of a Roots album or the title of a common album. You that's know what dope. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and then you was learning about uh, different people because some people would sample Malcolm X. You right. know what I mean? They were sampling Malcolm X speeches, uh, Imam Sarad, um, Tribe Called Cuss was sampling some of his speeches. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I think their prayers were sampling some speeches from Sadie. You know what I mean? Like, you don't even know who these people are, but their Farrakhan was getting sampled. Right, You're right. learning about different people, Bob Marley, people. So the thing is, like, black history, ain't it ain't just the civil rights movement, though. It is James Brown. It right. is Miles Davis. It is Don Coltrane. It is the jazz. Like the samples alone was Black History. Like, oh, that's that's Donald Burr right there. Oh, that's that's Parliament. You know what I mean? So it's just it's layers on layers on layers, man. You know, from the music they were sampling to the people that they were shouting out, um, wow. to the references that that they were making. You know, to the speeches that they were sampling, um, and you know, like from Cole Malcolm X to saying his name to black, some people was talking about black panthers you know the the uh, especially like the late 80s early 90s i mean like cats was you know i won't say they was going out of their way but the red black and green was that was strong so right, you was right. hearing about marcus garvey's yeah. not all the time but like from different people you was getting it getting this over here getting that over you might even get an ashalamu alaikum from a big daddy cane, you right, know what I'm right, saying? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That kind of thing, you know, and like putting it all together because it wasn't like one thing, but it was like putting the pieces together, like, all right, Dope. and searching for the pieces, you know what I'm saying? That was before the internet too, man. Like, Yeah, 
like now it's like a whole other level now because everything is so like readily available. Um, but yeah. I, I wanted to ask you as well on another track on the album. It's called Beauty is About Being Yourself. You have okay. your mom featured on the intro and the outro to the track. And she's talking about experiencing your commitment to your artistry in your upbringing. And I, I believe it's always uh, pretty fulfilling when you can, um, your parent can like recognize your passion. And in addition to that, uh, like support you, like, you know, like give you that full support. When, when do you recall your mom or your dad officially coming to the understanding that you had something to something special as an artist and you, and you had something big to offer. Like, do you remember a moment where you were like, Oh wow, they get it. They actually get it. Do you that? Like, is there a moment that you could recall? I think that's, I think that's probably like when we, probably when we put p- p- pressed up our first CD or something or had, it. or maybe when they came to a show or something. Okay. Um, it, but it was definitely, it was definitely after I got out of prison and after I was like hitting the studio and, um, it was, you know, it wasn't like we was doing something super crazy big. I just think it was like, you know, it was like a local, it was starting to buzz locally, whatever that means. But like, you know, I never came home and was like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Mm. It's like somebody else is probably talking about it. Like, yo, I seen your son in the paper or Right. You know, I heard they was down at the such and such. Or like, yo, my you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think like hearing it come from other people was like like a confirmation. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? You know, it's interesting that you say that because I think that's how the world works in a way. Uh, especially when you're talking about family members, right? And yeah, yeah. I'm not just talking about your parents, but like even cousins and like, you know, family members, you could be grinding for so long and it wouldn't really make a difference until they see you on a, you know, a local show or something, or, you know, they see you nah, make an appearance. Real. And it, 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 it just speaks to just people and how they kind of view success. But, um, yeah. You know, I, I got to say, man, like, it, it's a fulfilling thing to, like, to get to that point, you know. Um, And it was really cool to hear yeah, your mother sure. talk on that track. So that was really dope. I'm glad that you shared her on the skit, you know. um, Yeah, man, it made so much that's sense. that's amazing, man, to, her, to even have, have her, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, man, it's, it's, we did it, but it's, like, to even really take in, like, what it really is. It's, yeah. like, man, it's really a big deal, you know? Yeah. It's a part of your history now, you know, like as you, when you, when, when it's all said and done and, and, and people are able to look back at your catalog, I mean, beyond, we're talking about years beyond, right? When, you know, new generations have come, they got a piece of your history that uh, would probably relate to them in an inspirational way. Cause you know, we all kind of, sh- even though we're all different, I think what makes artistry so special is like you can listen to something and be like, wow, like I can relate to that because I went through the yeah, same thing. Sure. And and your body of work, especially this one, Baby, is creating that, I feel, for generations to be able to look at and relate to, you know, years to come. 
that's the thing, man. It's like, you know, okay, yeah, you know, styles come and go, trends come and go, right? But like everybody's a everybody was a baby. Everybody. You know what I mean? And I don't mean like baby like infant baby. I'm just talking about some of these different topics, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They're they're gonna they're gonna be around for a long time. You know what I mean? The style of music is gonna change, the BPMs is gonna change or whatever, but like that same passion, that same those same struggles, the same goals, you know, we we, we are different, you know, to a degree, but like man, we are whatever whatever however we success, you know what I'm saying? We are striving to get there, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So that was the whole point, like, all right, baby. You know, it's like it's like, you know, I'm hearing I'm hearing these artists, you know, like everybody do what they do. Yo, this dude saying he doing it for the streets. This dude is saying he doing it for the hood, for his folks. He doing it for, you know, the money. This cat is doing it for the radio. This person is doing it for the ladies. This person was doing it for the family, for the fans. And I'm like, all right, the babies. Mm. And I'm thinking, you know, when I, cause, cause every year I'm like, all right, just the year, Trayvon Martin, this the year, this the year. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hold up. Nah, that's ain't, that's not what this is about. Damn, yeah. Okay, Mike Brown, now's the time, cause all this shit is hot. Being a black youth, if he black lives matter, Mike Brown. Hold on, this ain't, I don't want to be reacting to T Tamir Rice, now I'm reacting to Mike Brown, now I'm reacting, because it's like, like, this is my Black Lives Matter contribution. It ain't about like waiting till somebody gets shot. Like the image in itself. I know some people that's like, I don't like that image. And I that's the that's the question. Like, what's well, how do you see that image? Some people see that as negative. Some mm. people see that as like a little kid just playing. Mm. Some people see it as like, oh, this you shouldn't be doing that. And it's like, that's how they're looking at us right now. Mm. That's how they look at us. Mm. That's how they all those opinions that we just said, somebody see me as a threat, and I'm just bundled up because it's, it's cold outside. Yeah. Somebody see me, some people see you as a threat to your own self. Yeah. Some people see you as a, and some people, you know what I mean? And yeah. so that, the the whole point is, how do we spark a conversation right. that goes beyond, my new album is out. Yeah. Like, what, what I love out. about like, the project oh. is that, even though like the the album covers is pretty striking um you cover various aspects of being a black youth you 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 cover you cover a lot of the good times like when you talk about your grandmother yeah, yeah. or you talk about the barbecues and you cover it all and and I'm I'm curious yeah, yeah. to know did, did you ever do you feel like you missed anything on this album because it's a, it's a it's a nice diverse range of what it is to be a black youth right from a general standpoint yeah yeah Do you feel like you missed right. anything or there was like something you would have liked to put on this album that you didn't like a subject matter that you didn't include um no not like that okay like you know because it's it's you know it, it is what it is you know Got what it. i mean like there's things that i said on other projects and on other albums that i already either already said or was just not the place for me to say it there, but you know, like I could dig it. words are symbolic, man. So you could say, I could say grandmother, but I mean, I could also interchange with grandfather. I could, right. you right. could, I could say being a black youth, 
But like black folks ain't the only one that's gonna identify what I'm saying. There's other people that's gonna be like, yep, they never had Latino studies. Like they're gonna, people gonna get it in their own kind of way. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So some people will, some people will take things literal, but like yeah. for the most part, we we identify. I've been doing it long enough to know like people identify in their own kind of way. So yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I can I can kind of leave it abstract. Yeah. In such a way where like more people can grab onto it, you right. know what I'm saying? And you did say that at the beginning of the album, you did say it's not you could you could replace the word black youth for other words that represent B, right? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you did kind of set the tone for even if you're not a black youth, you could still possibly relate to the subject matter because really and truly if you really if you really boil down to it like all of us have grandmothers all of us have had barbecues you know like we we all experience the same thing but i understand it's black youth because you're talking about yourself you know you're you're a black youth yeah exactly yeah so i get it and you know and 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 i I really wanted to get off into that with my book because like getting back to you know i grew up with you know my mom's she's a light-skinned woman and my mm. sister's a light-skinned girl and my stepfather was a light-skinned dude. So wow. me being a dark-skinned dude in this yellow-ass family, <laughs> like being a black youth means, it means something different now. You know wow. what I'm saying? But you don't know that I'm talking about that yet. You get yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So you you can be around all black people or you could be like just the darkest Mexican homie in the family and be getting a and certain kind of treatment yeah, just because you're the dark, the you just got the, the brown hair or some shit, whatever right. the fuck, you know what I mean? Wow. Um, wow. So it, it's it's different levels of it. And, you know, I, the thing is, like, you can't, you know, you ain't going to cover every aspect. That's ridiculous. Right. You, you're only going to scratch the surface or whatever. And that's cool, too, you know? So, but how can, you know, I ain't trying to be the spokesman. I'm just contributing to the conversation. Like, mm-hmm. it. Like if I was like, remember that time? You like, oh, like, like everybody got a got some neck they, they could contribute. But if you just trying to be the spokesman, right? I'm not trying to be the spokesman. I'm just contributing like another, another shade, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I just wanted to, I, I wanted to do it in a way where like, you know, um, like like the you know different songs talk about different things. So right. it's like, how can I? how can I paint this picture in, in the way that I do it? Like whether I'm telling a story or whether I'm coming with some patterns, you oh. know, but I'm, you know, I'm multitasking, but I'm painting this picture. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, on, on battery acid, burning yearning, another really dope track of yours. At the end of the first verse, you say, nowadays they download me at a fast pace. Leave me with a bad taste. Hate to say I can relate. And, you know, I wanted to ask you about that because I, I was I, I think it was pretty dope that you 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 showed both sides of it, you know, being able uh-huh. to relate to when you were younger and you couldn't afford and now seeing people download. But um, I, I wanted to ask you, like, you know, there's been lately a number of artists who who charge like high amounts for some of their records, right? Like, you'll, you you know, there's been this trend of, like, artists maybe charging over 40 or $50. Sometimes they'll throw out numbers like $200 for a project. And I, I wanted to ask you from an artist perspective, if you feel like there should be a limit 
as an actual artist in terms of what you should charge, like thinking about your, your audience, or does it not matter? Do, do, what's your take on that as far as um, being able to um, offer your art? Do you feel like there's a point where um, too much is too much? Like thinking from the side of the artist, but uh, also being mindful of, of the, I guess, the fan or the, the person? Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking for myself, right? Um, I do know that there's different types of supporters, you know? Mm. And like, okay, I'm at the merch table. Somebody coming to the merch table with $100. And all you got is a CD. Mm. They might they might just give you the hundred dollars and say keep the change. That happens all the time. Right, right. But you know what's it's it's even doper when my man can say, Yo, let me get that hoodie, let me get that shirt, and let me get that CD. He still gave you a hundred dollars, but you gave him something. Well, now he rocking. Now it ain't just like he gave me the bread, now he rocking right. his shirt. Right. His look, his look his maybe he got one for his cousin or some shit right, like that. Right, right. Okay. Okay, so somebody else coming to the merch table, they don't got fifty dollars for a hoodie, they just got a dollar. Man, you got some stickers. You got some like you got something for somebody who got a dollar. Somebody else, they don't got no bread. You know what they got? They got YouTube. They about to bang that shit at the gym while they working out on a YouTube hookup. That's a whole different kind of supporter. So if people wanna get the shit for free. That's not a problem. You know they could get it for free. You know they could get it for free. There was a time when, like, oh, we got this vinyl. Man, I'm, I'm going to give away free vinyl to this DJ. This DJ might get one, but you you, you trying to flip these joints, right? Now we got MP3s, man. You want something for free? Man, I could give you the whole album. Mm -hmm. I can give you the whole, the, the remixes. Like, you want something for free, like the vinyl. I'm gonna put money into the packaging and the details to make it a collector's item. It ain't just giving you records, right. giving you a CD, or giving you. It's like, all right, make this a tape cassette. You know, like, you know, I got these test tube babies coming. Like, it's not just the USB. It's like a test tube. It's baby in the test tube. It's right. art official. Like, right, right. how can you make this shit? Like, yo, like, if I never open this shit, like. And then I'm putting fetus, sun ground, stillborn, labor, kick, push, C-section, baby. It's like, it's just the concept. But how can you make it where, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not just charged. What are you charging people for? Yeah. And what are you allowing people to do? Because some people, they, they don't want it for free, man. They want it. They want it. Yeah. Man, yeah. It's, it's high art. It's high-end art <laughs> to them. Give them something. Give them something that's not cheap. That makes them feel like, all right, I'm invested in this kind of quality. Right. But like, how can you also have something that's like, okay, let's let's keep it real. I got a book. If I keep writing, this book is six, seven hundred pages. Who am I selling that to? Right. I'm selling a seven hundred autobiography. Okay, let me chop this up into three trimesters. Now, mm. trimester one is going to be age birth to fourteen. I'm gonna call that trimester things remembered in my experience is sure to explain relationships <laughs> that's my early childhood all right trimester two is going to be me in high school that's going to be trimester two teenage rebels in michigan's education system to exercise rebellions i love it now now i could sell a 200 page book 
I don't got to charge $30 because $30, who do I want to read a book about being a black youth? Black youth. I don't want to be charging them $75 for an album right, right. and $200 for a pair of shoes. This is not, you know, no disrespect. This is a, like, who do you want to hear this doing? Right, right. Who do you want it to be accessible to? Okay, that's cool. You at the University of Michigan and you got to be on campus. But that's what I mean. Like, that's the cool part about Malcolm X. He took it to the block. You didn't need a ticket. You didn't need to have like a, a member. You like a height. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, if it's I got accessible, you. more people are going to hear it. They're going to share it. Like, you know, I would yeah. tell homies like, listen, man, I ain't telling you not, not to cuss. I'm just saying, but like, I got people coming to me saying, yo, man, I heard your song like in the mall, in the cubicle. Like it was at my job. Like if you like, okay, your music ain't allowed in those spaces. Okay, you got a gun to the head. You ain't passing on no flyers in the middle school. They don't want that image in there. Mm. That's just, it's just not, okay, you ain't got no radio edits. My man can't even play. Like, how do you make it accessible? Right. And like, sometimes it's with the image. Sometimes it's with the subject matters or the features. And, um, you know, it's it's a, var- a variety of ways. Right, how, right. Like, you can plan on invading more spaces. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um. But I like I like what you said in terms of the tiers, you know, you're you're offering, you know, you're offering different types of merchandise. I mean, I was specifically talking about albums, but I liked what you said about tiers. Like, you know, this person might not be able to purchase this vinyl, but he might have enough money to buy some stickers and that might that might be enough for him. You know, or maybe there's an older record that you're selling a little bit cheaper. Right. Like that. um, They might be able to take they might be able to take home. Um, I like that, you know, but I, I, I wanted to highlight, you know, that track because, you know, you you eloquently showed both sides of the coin. You you showed when you were younger when you couldn't afford it, and then you know you being older now and you understanding it. Which yeah. I think you know I'm not I'm not against um supporting artists. Like I I actually love yeah, sure. supporting it with regards to my taste. Like I went out and bought your record. I mean the the album from Bandcamp immediately. Um, That's because love, I knew that you had that to offer. I, and just looking at the track list alone, like I, I knew what you had to offer and I knew I was going to get a level of quality from it. And I'm so glad I spent the money. I mean, I, you know, That's I'm not going to, I'm not going to put anything out there, but like, I'd say that, you know, it's probably worth more than what you're selling it for, but yeah, I'm grateful sure. that you, you sold it at a, at a decent price. Is it worth more than that? Um, I think it, I think, if 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 one if someone wanted to purchase baby, I hope no one gets mad at me. <laughs> but if, if someone wanted to purchase baby for twenty dollars, I think it would be worth the purchase. So I'm not against Word. you know artists choosing higher, but I was just curious to know if you feel like there should be a threshold, like yo, how much is too much? You know what I mean? Well, see, here's here's here. That's what I'm saying. You know, the cool part about Bandcamp. You can like allow people to like pay whatever they exactly. want, right? Yeah. So yeah, I could say I could say a dollar, and the average person is not going to pay a dollar. You know what I mean? Right. Now, if that's all somebody has, I'm basically saying like, man, if all you got is a dollar, like running. Right, right. But most people are going to say here's fifteen dollars. Exactly. Here's the, some people are going to pay fifty dollars. Some people because they can, and they and they and they and they recognize whatever the quality yeah. or the 
whatever they recognize, you know, and I, I appreciate that, man. So that's why I go to band camp first. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, it's people that they want to, man. They want to support you because anybody could download this shit, man. You know what it is, man. If they yeah. wanted to get it, they could just get the shit. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And there's um, an exclusive... I don't think you, I don't think you should put a cap on it. Um, I think like, I've seen people exploit their fans, whatever that means, if, if you want to call it that. And I don't, yeah, man, it, 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 to each his own. What Got I'm it. saying is, if I think something's worth $100, I'm selling it for $100. And if Got you it. can't get it, it ain't it ain't for you. It's all good. You right, know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. But I'm not going to just, I'm not just going to sell all that. Like, I'm only selling the albums for 1107 because conceptually, you know, I get 1107 it. is the day I released it. You know, that's right. the only reason, because if I wasn't doing that, it probably would be $5. It probably would be something, because I'm, I'm not thinking like, man, really, it's worth so much more. The people who know that, they know that without a doubt, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And they make up for the people who don't. Like, you know, I, I, had, I had some vinyl, and I was slanging a vinyl for $50 a piece, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Sonogram uh, repress. I was in this record store. And this dude comes in there. He don't know me. He like, oh, you got the vinyl. Like, how much? He's like, I was like, well, you know, what, what's your price? He's like, I'll give you 15 for it. Okay. And, man, I didn't, I don't, I don't need to, like, tell him why I'm not selling these for 15. Right, I didn't right, want right. to have a with him. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to even have a conversation. I'm like, you know what? This is for the people who know what it is. Like, I'm not trying to talk my man. If I got to talk him up to 50, this probably ain't even for him. For him yeah, for, yeah. Somebody would give me three hundred dollars for that joint. That's a good and point. And it's not about taking it. It's not about taking it. It's not. It's it's about like that's what it it's it it has that value, value. to somebody. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If I sell it for ten dollars, if I sell it for ten dollars, it's not in my control. But if I sell it for ten dollars, somebody gonna buy five of them and they're gonna sell them for three hundred. Like I know how the game works, but coming from me, like. I'm sharing the art. Got it. I don't got a hustler like that. Like, I don't got a, you know what I mean? Like, it's coming, it's, I'm still slanging verses from 20 years ago, man. Like, that's yeah. something I could never ask for. I could never expect that. So, I, you know. Dope. Dope. Like, I think, I think, you know, so many different angles from, from just human beings to artists to students, to MCs, to educators, to activists. Like, it's it's so many people from so many different types of circles that they get something from it. It's like, man, like, just get it wow. out there. You know what I mean? Wow. Just get it out there, yeah. you know? And, like, that. this is what we got, man. You yeah. know, we let these labels come between us and our our our, our folks. If we let business come between us and our folks if we let technology come between and i'm talking about getting in the way not assisting like these things could be like a tool to like bring us closer mm -hmm. and to amplify our voices you know what i'm saying so that's another thing too you said what took so long man if you understand the climate of the music industry and algorithms and the internet over the last 10 years mm. it, it's it's been a crazy road, man. Yes. Like as far as like putting content out there, what was the right path to go? Who was the right 
person, person, you know what I mean? Because the conversation has changed so many times, times yeah, over right. the last 10 years to the point where like, man, you know, the worst thing I could do is just give away my shit, not, not really knowing like where it's going. And and, and like one of the best things I could do is just kind of wait for the dust to settle and be like, all right, I've been doing my research. I've been paying attention. I've been seeing who, who celebrating, who crying about this, who who went yeah. that route? Like, how how like like you know? I don't gotta I don't gotta rush to to do this shit, man. I can sit here and pay attention, right? And and wow, see what's going on. You know what I mean? And at least move at at a pace that I'm comfortable moving with. You know what I'm saying? Versus not moving at your pace, or or you're not moving at my pace. It's like so now now we here and it's like. Yeah, the whole world is is on a different pace, but it's like, man, all right, let me put this shit out here, man, and start working. And I really believe in it, man. So I could, I can get behind something like that, just like any other other project, man. It's like, you know, you could push it for six months and move on to the next joint, right? Or you can push it to to where get in where you fit in for as long as you can. You know what I mean? Indeed. Wow, that, you know, that's the cool part about the traveling, like, yeah. you know, like discovering those new pockets everywhere you go, like, damn, all right, let's do this shit all over again. Wow. Man, it, it's been a pleasure talking to you, man. I'm like, it's like we've been on the line for such a, a, a long while, man, and I'm like, I haven't even touched C-section yet, man. Um, Do you still got a little <laughs> bit more time? Like, I'm like I, I don't even... Yeah, yeah. yeah if, if you got the time, good, man, I appreciate I, it. Yeah, man. If you got the time, it's all good, man. All right, That's because you you doing me a favor, like by helping me get the word out there. So I appreciate it, man. For real. Okay, much respect, man. Much respect. I appreciate that. All right, let's let's jump to C section because I had some other questions too. But for sake of time, let's just jump to C section. How did? Well, I won't go there because you already broke that down. There's a song on C section that um it's actually a part one and a part two and i know that the part two has a third verse on it i'm talking about the finger roll song now okay word tell me a little bit about the significance of that song i get the sense that you're it's kind of going back to what we spoke about earlier like you know you when you talked about how like when you would when you when you just came home you know you were seeing hip-hop what was going on with hip hop at that time was just like not something you were used to, you know what I mean? With the beefing with yeah, the East yeah. and West. And it seems like in this song, you're, it sounds like you're, you're talking about your style being very different. And I kind of equated it to the finger roll being kind of like an old school thing, but still pretty unique. Was that the kind of, was that what you were trying to convey? Like expound on that for me, the finger roll. Song. Um, I mean, it's a couple. It's a couple extra layers. Okay. I mean, what it really boils down to is um, this arm. Uh, my man who did the beats on that project. Um, you know, we started kicking it, and um, I, you know, I spent a lot of time out in LA, out in that area. And one time, this dude hits me up to. He's like, hey man, you want to go to the record store? Then we kind of started digging together, and I would go back to his crib and make beats. So he put out an instrumental project called Hoop Dreams, 
and Finger Roll was one of the tracks on the instrumental, like it was an instrumental project. So I was like, um, I'm thinking like, you know, when I think about recording, like especially doing a new project, I'm like, what's my voice? What's my voice? What's my voice? Like, how am I I coming? Mm -hmm. And he had already put out a project called Hoop Dreams. And I'm like, yo, all I do is put basketball references in my rhymes. Like, I'm like, yo, I'm about to do this shit on purpose and have a whole basketball theme project. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he had already put out an instrumental uh, thing called Hoop Dreams that I was, and it, it was one of those things where I was like, I could just, rap over some of these beats like i'm already feeling these drinks they already right. came out it's already like a basketball thing so finger roll i dropped a verse on that joint and i'm thinking like i gotta get somebody else to rap on here mm-hmm. but it gotta be somebody who like who for real like not just another rapper. Right. And then my boy Jay Malachi. Yo, he did an awesome job too. His feature. That's like, my shines. OG right there. Yeah. You gotta understand, man. The reason why I hit him up because I used to always joke with him. I used to be like, ever since high school, I'm like, yo, you be finger rolling from the free throw lines, fam. I'm like, that was like his move. Like his move was like the finger roll. Wow. Right? And so I'm like, yo. I gotta get this motherfucker on this track because he, because I talked to him about the finger roll all the time and like wow. the name of this track is finger roll. So when I told this arm, this arm was like, yeah, he had just went to Europe. He was like, yo, I wrote a little something for that track because I had only had one verse on it. And like, I wasn't going to be like, nah, man, you can't rap on here. Okay. It's like, you know, he's the producer. I thought it was actually kind of dope. Like, let me hear the verse. Like, yeah, that was he was like yeah, that's the first verse that he wrote, you know what I mean? Um, and so I thought that it was dope. And I also thought that it was dope that I had this track with Malachi. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I don't wanna I don't wanna tell my man not to rap on a song at all because like he you know, it's his track, whatever. I'm I'm feeling it, but I'm also feeling like me in a cycle with my guy. Like, this is what we do. Right, right. I don't right. want to say it's not what this arm do, but I'm like, if you like that shit, there's the version. You can have, there it is right yeah, there. I'm yeah. not, it's still on there. I think it's still special. But, um, yeah, you know, like the original, that's why I call it uh, Finger Roll 2 and Finger Roll 3, because right. the original version is just the instrumental. And they're all, they're all dope, you know, for different reasons. You know okay. what I mean? But like Malachi, it's funny, man, because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this one was like, you know, he, he's like, you know, was, he 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 wasn't really too excited about the verse. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, like, how are you hip hop and you don't hear what he's singing? And like, this verse is bananas. Like, this shit's controversial. Like, this shit. Yeah. Like, he said some shit on here. Yeah. He said some shit on (laughs) here. And I'm surprised I ain't heard nobody really talking about it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. But the point is, like, it wasn't like it would, like, that's who Jay is. He's going to spit some shit that's real to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, I just. This, the finger roll is special to me for a couple reasons, man. I gave you like the long answer, but like it, it, it was it was deeper than just 
Because every song I'm trying to trying to do something different on every song, right? Ever, you know, I'm always trying to come with a different style or a different approach or a different something. But mm-hmm. the finger roll, if if I'm only spitting one verse, it got to be, you know, it just got to be. In my opinion, it has to be like a rewind worthy, you know. Um, got it. That's all I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could tell it, and I, you know, I, I bought that track. I mean, I bought that project too, and you know, I, I still have an iPod, so I could actually look at the lyrics, um, <laughs> while I'm, um, you know, listening to the music, and I, I noticed that in your music, like, you even set up the lyrics in a certain way, where like you could even catch the pattern in in how you set up the lyrics, like with the um, what's the track, goaltending? Uh huh. You when you look at the lyrics, if anyone's able to like read the lyrics. And, and listen to this track, you set it up in a way that the the NFLs are all kind of broken up. So you already catch it right away. And I wanted, yeah. to, I wanted to ask you about that. Um, uh, On the goaltending track, I thought it was like really clever, like how you use these letters that represent the NFL as an acronym to represent many different words starting with those letters, right? Yeah, yeah. And... I was just curious to know, like, um, when you were writing the song and, and picking all these different words to represent the, the letters NFL, what was the overall message, you know, you were trying to convey? Like, like for instance, like, um, I don't take that you were just throwing just random words with the letters NFL together. Like, I feel like there was some type of method happening to to an endpoint. Is is what, yeah, yeah. yeah how did you like what what did you have in mind in terms of bringing all of these nfl words in terms of the underlying message how'd you tie everything together in terms of the message i, I mean like on on, on a surface level it mm. was just a, a simple gesture of me showing like solidarity with kaepernick you know what i mean okay um uh <clears throat> you know i don't because i Cause I don't go off and just clearly just talk about the NFL. I do mention some linebackers. I do mention Kaepernick. Right. I do mention like you know what I mean. But 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 in reality, it's not. It's it's less about the NFL. And I you know I mentioned the NRA. I, I mentioned uh, Nazis and fascist leaders. Right, right. I mean I, I you know I mentioned I mentioned like we need fighters like Matt Fred Lewis. Need yeah. to be the yeah, yeah. We never fucking so. I'm all over the place, but it's really it's really just standing or kneeling for the same things, the same reasons that I believe Captain right. Nick was kneeling for. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not a worshiper of the celebrity, but I am all about the movement the and movement. the cause and like the reasons why people are uh, marching and kneeling and fighting and struggling. So like I'm about the struggle. It's, it's not about like you know, being in cahoots with Kanye West or the or Kaepernick or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's about standing up for justice, mm-hmm. man. And uh I like what I understood his post protest to be about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So even though this song has nothing to do with basketball, like the that's sports why I reference. Call it yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like yeah. and like the whole the whole like like uh no fabric legs like Kaepernick. It's like nicotine for lungs when I make a hit. It's like, 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 how can I show 
Because it's not about being super literal all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, like, I don't got to make every NFL about the NFL. But how can I show, you know, whatever level of skill or however presentation I'm trying to present this, how can I do that, you know, in a, in a way that I feel nobody else can do that? But mm. Like, I, that's I like what that it's you... about. How can, I, how can I say this in a way that only I'm going to say it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Like that's the challenge for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I like I like that you use Kaepernick. I think that's like a perfect like tie-in because although everything is not about Ka- Kaepernick, you could tie it to the struggle that Kaepernick stands for. For sure, and for sure. I, I saw that that actually makes a lot of sense. That was like a perfect example of like you know showing the 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 tie-in as to what the whole. You know, man, in in my music, it's like, okay, I'm saying the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. But, but, like, how do you, okay, I'm going to connect, like, whatever I think, like, um, represents me or whatever, whatever, like, it's a part of me. I'm a part of vegetables. Mm -hmm. So I can rap about that. You know, I can rap about basketball. Whatever I'm hip to, I can hop to it. You know what I'm saying? So... If the struggle, if Kaepernick is a part of that struggle, then I might reference that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not obligated to reference it. But if I'm going to reference it, I already know everybody's going to reference that. So how can I do that in a way that nobody else is going to do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or I'm just saying the same thing everybody else is saying. Like, it ain't. I don't want to just say it just to be saying it. Like, it got to be. It got to. You know, I want to be clever with it, you know? I want to play with my words, yeah. and I want to, you know, I don't even care if everybody don't get it. Like, right, it, it's right. for the people who take the time, time to, to listen and tune to, in. Yeah, yeah, digest yeah. it. That's who that's yeah. for. That's why I don't mind what people want to charge, because whoever got the audacity to pay it, that's what it's worth to them. You yeah. know what I mean? That's true. Your yeah. shit's too high, and you can't sell it for that price, you you know, you'll either sit on a whole lot of merchandise or you'll change the price. Right, you know right. I mean? Yeah, you'll, that is you'll, true. You'll figure There's, it out. The demand is there. <laughs> you so know you what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Another track of yours that really stands out to me is Dumars. And I take that it's a play on the Detroit Pistons, you know, basketball player, legendary player, uh, Joe Dumars, right? For sure. Um, does the track sure. have anything to do with his characteristic or persona? Because when I think about Dumars, I'll say this. When I first started watching basketball from the perspective of the NBA, my mother introduced me to it, and her favorite team was the Detroit Pistons. And so I remember Joe right. Dumars, and I remember Vinnie Johnson, and I remember, you know, Dennis Rodman, and, you know, the early Dennis Rodman, yeah. and, you know, Rick Mahorn, and all of these guys, and Isaiah Thomas. But I remember Dumars being kind of like this kind of like, like really low-key kind of guy but really really talented but very kind of like low-key yeah did did the track have anything to do with his persona the best way i could describe him is like yoda you know what i mean yeah. like you don't you wouldn't you wouldn't look at yoda and be like yo he'll fuck you up you know what i'm saying right right, right. but like yoda's like dope and he's and he's chill about it you know what i mean like because right you know 
Um, but but make a long story short, like um, for a long time I was calling that track, uh, you know, the, the chorus is like out of this world, man. So I was thinking like, okay, I call this, uh, I call this out of bounds. Right, right. I got that. I, I got the whole re- Mars call, thing. I, yeah. You're like I call it out of bounds or whatever. Then I'm like, hold up, nah, like that's too easy. I'm like, wait a minute, right? So that's what I do, Mars. Got um, it. I already had a couple clips. With the Pistons, you know what I'm saying. Um, I had to Adrian Dantley because I wasn't really the biggest Bad Boys fan. I was an Adrian Dantley fan back in the day when he played for the Pistons, and this is before they became the Bad Boys. This is when you know. And make a long story short, like uh, that's why I wanted to call that one song "45 AD" as a tribute to Adrian Dantley. Mm, you know what okay. I mean? And um, you know. Yeah, I just wanted to pay homage to Adrian Danley because I was an Adrian Danley fan before he got traded from the Pistons. They traded him the year the year they won the championship. So, you know, as a kid, I had beef with Isaiah Thomas. You know what I mean? That goes beyond, you know, what I was saying about Joe Dumars. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, man, you know, this, the project is short, but uh, I felt like I got my point across, you know? Like, yeah. Those songs go together, you know? I can see that. There's one song I didn't put on there. I wanted to put this one song. It's uh I'm it's some it's I'm 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 rapping all rivers, but I was gonna call it Doc Rivers, but it's it's just all rivers, the Nile, the oh, Yangtze wow. River. But the right, way, right, right, right. But the way I do it is it's 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 pretty yeah, man. It's that would have been dope. It's, that would have been dope. Maybe maybe we'll get like a bonus version of C section or something. I don't know, like a yeah, like, for sure. I, I would be interested in it. I, I like. I think it's just such a clever record. I wanted to close out by just um asking you about a, a couple other tracks from um Baby, just to go back to Baby, because um okay, I wanted to no kind of get this out. So on the song Baker. Bake a big yam. You eloquently display the love of a grandmother, and how the relationship um, positively impacted your upbringing. As a man today, what is something you remember your grandmother saying that has stuck with you as far as words of wisdom? Hmm. Let me see. Even if it's not a phrase, maybe just, you know, something that, you know, she always said that, you know, reminded you to stay on the right path. Um, or even something she's, she's always done. It doesn't even have to be something she said, but just like, you know, you know, sometimes we watch our, we watch our elders and we just look at how they move and the things, the actions they've, they've made. Does there anything you remember you know her distinctly doing that or saying that like really resonates with you to this day i mean like you know like uh she told me this story a couple times like my grandmother like in my family you know i'm left-handed and my grandmother is left-handed we're the only two left-handed people in our family so i just remember her telling me like stuff like when she was younger they were like try to make her go right-handed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, Or they forced her to go right-handed or something like that. And so 
that uh, that kind of always stuck out to me because I was left-handed and like when you're a kid, that's a big deal. Like when you're older, it ain't that big of a deal. But when you're a kid and you play baseball, you fucking everybody up because you bat backwards. Like you know what I mean? Like like it was like an advantage to me. So when she like she would talk about being left-handed, and because she was the only person left-handed, nobody else is talking about that. You know what I mean? Mm. So. You know, I don't know why. That was just a big thing to me. You know what I mean? Like, it always was a... It was always a big deal to be left-handed because it was like, ah, oh, man, they tried to force her to not be left-handed. Like, left-handed like a... Like. And in the sports, it definitely was an advantage, you know what I'm saying? Especially the, the younger you are, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks for sharing that. And, and my last question is is in reference to one of the ladder tracks on the baby album um and we spoke about it earlier the idea you know the whole concept of bringing fonte and gene gray to be featured on b what's the track is called be always beside you be always beside you. be always beside you how did the concept come together and did you like let did you tell like gene gray and 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 fonte kind of what you wanted the concept to be for the song, like, how did they come into full with the concept of the record? Um, I mean, you know, the the chorus was the chorus is what it is. If mm. you want me to stay, um, mm. so that's pretty self-explanatory. Like, the chorus was that that's how the track like came about. You know what mm. I mean? Um, my my homegirl KD, she got on the chorus and she just kind of. She filled in like some of the blanks. If you want me to stay, I'm right here. Like that's her singing that. Got it. Um, but the chorus is that I wrote a verse, or I had a verse for that. And um when I hit up Jean Gray, I didn't tell her no, I actually I didn't tell her I didn't tell her what to write or nothing. I just hit her with the track. And I mean she hit she I mean she had harmonies and shit. I was like, damn, like <laughs> You know what I mean? I wasn't really expecting that, but um, I, you know, I, I kind of wanted to, you know, like uh, I hear a rap, you know, when I hear Jean Grey, I'm not saying like she's like super hard or whatever. I'm just saying I wanted to hear her on a on a track like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and Fonte. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, I might have originally asked Elzai or somebody to be on that track. Oh, okay. So I can't remember. I can't remember exactly what I said to Fonte, but I did. I did ask him. The only thing I said to him was like, you know, do a little talking at the end. Like, you know, sometimes he'd be talking on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? That was perfect. Um, yeah, he spit his verse and um. And he did that little talking part at the end, and it was dope, man. Yeah. It was, um, and I don't even think when Gene, when, when Gene, when Gene let her verse, I don't think, I don't think Fonte was on the song. I don't even know if Fonte was on the song. Okay. Oh, so he wasn't even on the song when, um, when she laid her verse. Yeah, I think, if I remember, I think she laid her verse first. And yeah, because, um, me hitting up Fonte and like uh this was like at a time when like 
Big Doe said to me, he was like, man, I'm surprised Fonte even got got at you because he ain't really rapping on verses. He ain't even rapping right now. Like, wow. this was around that time. Wow. This was around that time. Wh whatever that time was, he was saying to me, like, like, Fonte ain't even really rap. Like, you know, since then, I think he dropped the album like a year ago or something like that. But, um, yeah, Cass was talking like, you know, you wasn't going to hear that many rap verses from Fonte. So it was kind of like, you got a rap verse from Fonte? Like, wow. man, he ain't really doing that right now. Mm. Um, so, dope. you know, like, I just felt like, man, you know, I was reaching out to Cats and nobody, it wasn't like people was just rapping. It was like, you know, they had quality verses. You know, I read that's, that's why you reach out, right? Yeah. You, know, you reach out to, like, do a real collab. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So I appreciate that, man. You know? Yeah. You know, when I listen to the song, too, and, I, you know, I, I know, that, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, but it seems like the first verse is you rapping, and it's like this teenager that's experiencing love or relationships, that adolescent phase, and then Jean comes in, and then she's kind of like, talking about like that you know maybe when you get a little older maybe in your 20s you you, you you're in a relationship yeah, yeah. and then Fonte comes in and kind of just kind of breaks down the challenges of you know yeah. be, being an adult like a full adult in a relationship that people don't talk about and I'm wondering uh -huh. if that that's why I asked if there was like if this was a, a concept that you you um you submitted to them or how did it come together? So that's kind of what I got from it, listening to it. I was like, oh, it's like these different stages of relationships from like adolescent into adulthood. It's wild, man, because I, I always heard it like that, but I never thought about it like, I never thought about it like that, but like, that is dope how that came yeah. together. Yeah. You know, I never, I never thought about it. Like I hear it like that, but that that's, I thought that was me like, you know, um, just leaning in that in that direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, cause like even with this song, uh, what do I call it? Um, um, bunch attached buckle joke. The one with a long shot and the kid. Right. Oh, that's one like, of my favorites. He, that's Melanie. He just Ruffin happened to be saying he he said you and I, and then a kid said you know you and I, and then Melanie said you and I T Y, and I'm <sighs> and it just. That's it just happened to be like, oh shit! Like, wait a minute. She said you and I T Y. This dude said you and it must be you and I. This dude said, I'm like, yo, and That's like dope. that word was just a connection. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But like, wow, some stuff was just. I don't want to say it just happened because it, it seemed like it just happened. Right, but it's right. like, yeah, man, it was just the way it was falling into place. It was like, damn, that really just happened. Like, yeah. damn, that really just. You know, wow. Melanie Rutherford, yo, check this out. I think I was leaving Seattle going back to Detroit. And right before I get on the plane, I'm scrolling through my phone and I'm like, oh, Melanie Rutherford. I'm like, I want to do her number still work. So I text her like, yo, Mel, this you. I get on the plane. I turn my phone off, fly back to Detroit. I get picked up from the airport. Get all the way back to Michigan, Pontiac. I'm downtown Pontiac, right in front of my studio. Where you at? 
I'm like, oh, this is Melody Rutherford. She just hit me back. I'm like, yo, I, I just got back to Pontiac. She said, where you at? I said, I'm downtown. She's like, where you at? Yo, she was standing right next to me, bro. Wow. She was standing right next to me. I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh, I just hit you. You know, I was just hitting you up to see if that was your number. She's like, yo, I don't got time. Like, you know, let's go. Let's go listen to these tracks. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, okay, wow. yeah, let's go. So we go upstairs. I don't even know what I'm going to play. Yo, I'm just like, fuck it. Let me play this. She's like, next. Yo. Oh, shit. Like, what about the next? <laughs> next. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this is crazy. So I'm like, I call my boy Pat. I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to need a place to record Melanie, like, for real, for real. She's like, come on, let's do this now. Wow. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, I'm about to put her in the booth. But it was just one of those things where, like, I wasn't even looking for that, man. I just hit her up to see if that was still her number. You know what I mean? Right, right, and right, then right. she was like, where you at? I'm right here. She, like, on four or five songs on the album, bro. Like. And that's my soul sister from Pontiac, Michigan. You wow. know, she all over the yeah the slaughterhouse. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just a, it's an honor to have like Pontiac represent right. the album. It's, a, it's an honor to have like Detroit Cats represent yeah. on the album, like, and everybody else. But it's like, yeah, man, that's my that's my that's like people that I respect, admire, people that I've been working juice. People mm -hmm. I've been working with for 20 years, cast that's in my crew. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Just people I respect, man. Superstition. Yeah. So it, it was a it was a cool project, man. See, seeing people come through like yeah. that. She really makes that record. And, and, and she is one of those artists that I just, like, love the way she sounds when she she's featured. She's, like, one of the... Yeah. One of the, one of the she's, like, so good at, like you know, contributing to hooks. I, I I think she released a couple projects in the past. Um, I think she's such a dope artist, man. So I'm glad that you were able to yeah. work with her. And I didn't even know she was from Pontiac. So that's what's up. No, no, no. You talking about, you talking about uh, Melanie? Or, yeah, Melanie, uh, Melanie, Melanie Rutherford. Rutherford. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. Yeah, she's nah, so she's talented. she's amazing, man. Yeah. She's, I can't even, like, her level of talent, I mean, because she's like, give me your pen, let me write it down. Like, that's, like, she, like, I'm talking about, she came up with those hooks, bro. And, like, wow. Less than 15 minutes. I'm talking about, like, singers. Right. Singers, you know, singers, singers can be a handful sometimes, man. But for her to lay, for her to lay the main vocals and all the harmonies, maybe yeah. in, like, an hour, bro. Like, wow. I'm telling you, man, it was, it was amazing, like. Even witnessing that, but like those are the kind of moments going into yeah. that record, you know what I mean? And that's like, one of my favorite. That was around the time. One of my favorite tracks on that album, and I and you know, even though you and Akir and I think there might be another MC on there, you guys really do do the song justice. Like her vocals really bring that song. Like it just yeah, makes that sure. song in my in my humble opinion. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. She definitely, that's what I mean. She brought it the way she brought it together. And, like, you know, this, it's literally, like, all, like, one take. Like, wow. it's literally, like, she heard the song and was like, you and I, T, Y, yeah. next. Yeah. You know, man, this, next. Wow. I was like, like damn, that's like, dude. Yeah. She's, she's, she's a beast, man. She's incredible, man. Um, 
And, you know, we went to high school together, man. It's just cool to, like, because, like, you know, like, after after I worked on that label album, it was important for me to be, like, I when I create, I want to have some kind of, some kind of, like, uh, contribution from, like, different people in the right. community, like, like whether it's on the artwork, whether it's the hook or whatever, like, right. you know, have an elder speaking or something, have a kid drawing a pic, some, something, you know what I mean? So having women, having men, having different wow. people from just representing yeah. different elements. So like Melanie, you know, she's singing, but then, you know, you got Jane rapping, but then you got, like, I got a chorus with KD where she, uh, I was like, yo, like, I want you to sing like a little verse or something, you know, the uh, the one with me and Juice. When she's like looking back at her life, she's talking about her advice from her moms. Like it's just important to get like people telling their own stories, man. Yeah. You know, and that's 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 dope. Being a black youth for me was more than more than just like, all right, let me just, you know, tell you tell you what it is or whatever. It's like, yeah, man, it's other ways to like, you know, paint paint the picture, you know what I mean? So the way you talked about that gene and Fonte. All those three verses work together. That's a great example, man. Of like, yeah, MCs like getting in, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I I take a lot of pride in like going through the different layers, like being able to uncover and look at it from multiple different angles. And I feel like that that's your whole approach as an artist too. When I talk to you and I learn oh, about sure. your catalog, yeah, so man. it's it's really exciting for people to, like that, man. Because yeah. I'm one of those folks, man. So yeah. for people like that, man, you know, yeah, it's like it ain't what you see is what you get. It's like nah, right. like it's like you could you know you could keep peeling back layers, man. Yeah. You know, and um, or or maybe get it like years later or something. Right. And it's, then it's new again. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So yeah, wow, that's well just said, dope, man. man. So, Lo, I want to thank you so much for taking such an extended time today, man. Thank you so much, man. I, I wish you all the best in success uh, with the rest of your career. And I know you got a lot um, that you probably still have planned to offer to the world. But I, I really enjoy this baby record. And, you know, I mean, I, I would ask, I guess... What what is your plans from this point on? Like, how do you plan to work this record, or do you have other goals um, musically that people should know about, or even just artistically? Yeah, first I wanted to say thank you, man, for the, the time, your time as well, and the opportunity, Indeed. man. Because um, the fact that people still asking questions and, and listening and want want to pay attention and know about anything. It's it's a hum, that's humbling in itself, man. So I appreciate that. Um as far as as far as this record, um, you know, I put a lot of time in and a lot of thought into like not only the record itself, but like other things happening around the record if you want to call it that. <clears throat> in other words, how can I keep how can I keep talking about these records without talking about the records? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and part of that was like me writing this book. Part of it was me coming up with like some like card games, like some board games. You know, part of it is me having like C-section and other albums, you know, the acronyms. It's, it's different layers, right? Right. Um, so uh, I got these test tube. I'm basically... Uh, um, working on these USBs, these custom 
USBs. They shape like the kid on the album cover, but I'm gonna put I'm gonna put these USBs in test tubes, man. I have test tube babies. Um and just, you know, eventually coming with vinyl. And nice. uh I haven't determined if I was gonna do CDs yet. People asking for CDs and cassettes right. and vinyl. I got some shirts. Well you're like, yeah, man, I'm I'm really just trying to figure out the best way to navigate COVID. Yeah. And one way to do that, one way to do that, I got a couple videos that I shot. Yeah. Um, one way to do that is just like, you know, um, diversify the content. That's why I'm like, you know, everybody ain't going to read, but some people, they down to read like more into the album and behind the lyrics and like other poems and stuff. Right. Um, My son, who, who's, he's a pretty dope artist, man. Like he illustrated a lot of the books. So even if you don't want to read like, the content is just dope artwork, you know what I'm saying? Nice. And then uh, some people can get caught up on, like, some of the albums that they missed out on. Like, yeah. oh, C-Section, I didn't even know about that. Right, right. You know? Um, so really just trying to just trying to create, like, a universe, a university or even, like, a universe for, like, the people that's new or whoever can, like, come in and explore as, as little or as much as they want, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... I gave up the notion of trying to like create this crazy ass website because now you can just kind of spread different content throughout, you know, YouTube over here, IG over there. Right. Um, but yeah, man, just want to keep talking about the different topics that, nice. you know, is covered in some of the songs. You know what I mean? Like, I'm assuming like the winter's time is coming up. You know, we're going to talk about different things. And then, like, when February come around, you know, what's believed to be Black History Month or whatever, I could start yeah. doing certain things yeah. all over again. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, yeah, yeah man, but it's 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 a it's a, con it's a concept, but it's it's life, man. It ain't just yeah, like... Yeah, it's a, it's a lasting concept. It's, you know, yeah, it's, for sure. it's always going to come up. Yeah. So I could dig yeah. it. But yeah, I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to this book, man. You know, the album, like, I, I'm not one of those people that's like, I got seven albums at the same time. Like I got, you know, I already dropped all the albums at the same time. So now you can go back and listen to yeah. C-Section. It it's a complimentary, like labor. Yeah. All of that went into Baby. Wow. But then percentage of the writing, you know, it's like uh, there's, there's, more, there's more content if people want to participate in that, you sure. know what I mean? And so that's, that's what I'm making available. And it's, it's, you know, it's wordplay. It's for me, it's like the evolution of hip hop, not just evolving into like more music and more necessarily mm. screenplays, right, but right. like evolving in the, in the board games and evolving in the books. Nice. And, and when is the book? Do you, you know, have a, different, a, a time frame when the book is going to come out? Um, the book is done, man. Um, at okay. least one part of the book. Uh, okay. The one thing that I was, you know, I don't want to say I was waiting for, but like, you know, um, my kids grew up with these projects. So they've been, you know, some of the artwork that comes attached with it. I mean, some of it's like 10 days old, some of it's 10 years old. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But like, uh, Naeem, where he's at, like, right now, like, he just knocked out this Fat Boys, and he just do this Easy e and he drew this uh, Tupac and Juice. Like, wow. so as long as I'm still collecting artwork, I'm like, man, this shit ain't out yet. Like, you know, yeah. I can add more um, 
illustrations. And then and then it becomes more like a, a crew. Now my crew is like me and my kids. You know, it was right. like me and the homies. Now it's like yeah. my kids are the same age was when we started doing this shit. So now they, you know, like, sure. that's who I'm running with. You know what I mean? What's the name of the book again? What, do you, I, you the name s- of the book is... Uh, the name of the book is actually I Know Why the Black Boy Sings. Okay, got it. And pl- you're saying placenta is a chapter yeah. within it? Yeah, placenta is, just, placenta is just, uh, you know, I got the fetus, sonogram, stillborn, kick, push, baby, all of that. Placenta is poetry, lines, and creative expressions not she told after. But the mm-hmm. placenta is the book. You get what I'm saying? So, I see, I see. Um, technically, technically, placenta is the book, but the book is in the three parts. So trimester one is I know what a black boy says. I see, I get it. Trimester two is I know what a cage bar raps. And trimester three is I cage what a B16 bars. Got um, it. Yeah, man. Oh, man. That's deep. That's deep, low. So, I mean, I'm not going to hold you in terms of, you know, when it comes out, but I'll definitely be looking for that, man. Like, because I know when you offer the art, it really is something that people can soak up and, and, and really, um, you know, gain some quality from. So, definitely, man, I'm looking yeah, for that, man. man. Thank you so I much, man. man. Can you say that, man, because, you know, just I'm not looking to waste my time or or nobody's time either right, so right. like you know you don't really got time to waste people there's so many distractions out yeah, here yeah. man so like but it's like you, you know. said those who know yeah. know right like it's it's the seeking listener yeah. but it's also so so those who know like those like you were talking about the guy that asked you you know to buy the vinyl for 15 dollars. he he didn't know the worth of it and he you know in terms of you know, the valued listener. So I think you'll always yeah, have yeah. those people that know. And hopefully, you know, with this show that I'm doing today, it puts, you know, it puts new people on to you. And, and it's one of the things that I strive for in terms of, um, you know, doing these interviews. If a, a fan already is aware of you, right? Hopefully that the, the interview yeah. enhances their experience with you as an artist. And if they don't know who yeah, you are, love, man. then hopefully right. it it motivates them to want to go check you out. Yeah, so, that's a big deal, man. Yeah. That's why we, that's why, yeah, man, you know, um, people pay for interviews and stuff like this, man, you know. And, but when people reach out and, you know, want to add you to the platform and share you with, with, you know, with their network or whatever, that's a big deal, man, yeah. you know? So, because, yeah. um, like, you know, uh, that's 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 how we stay relevant, you know what I mean? You know, um, so I appreciate that, man, for real. Indeed. Man, again, thank you so much for joining us today. I want to tell all our listeners, make sure y'all go to our website, outtheboxmedia.com. Um, if you haven't subscribed, you can subscribe at the website. Just hit the subscribe tab and it'll take you through. Uh, you can always find us every Friday. We have a new show. It's available on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you usually listen to podcasts. Um, you can find us. Just look for Out the Box Talks, O-U-T-D-A-B-O-X Talks. Our focus, our goal is to put people on to creative and conscious hip-hop hip-hop that makes you think 
And the artist that I had the pleasure of speaking with today is no short of that, right? He represents that and it is very um brings that value to the table. So, you know, definitely go check out One Below new One Below's new album, Baby, and his vast catalog. He has something to offer that the seeking listener and the the listener who appreciates creativity in hip hop. I think we'll appreciate. So thank you again, One Below. I want to wish you all the best. And to all our listeners out there, you know, stay safe, stay healthy. Peace, love, and light. We out.